Thanks for joining us. Talkline Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. Welcome to the podcast. You are now tuned in to this episode of our podcast. Today we are going to interview some of the greatest and most influential minds in our field. And now, please welcome your host. You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. And welcome to another edition of Talk Line. I am Zev Brenner. We got a great show for you tonight. That's right. But first, I do want to remind you that we're here with you on WSNR 620 on the AM dial, WJPR 1640 on the uh, Highland Park, Edison, New Jersey, online at TalkLine Network. The common, of course, WVIP 93.5 FM HD2, America's only Jewish FM HD channel. And, of course, uh, we have a 24-hour-a-day listen line for your convenience where you can tune us in 24 hours a day. And I know thousands of you do actually do listen to us uh, on our 24-hour-a-day listen line. I'll give you that phone number right now, which is 641-793-0382. With you on Monday and Tuesday nights from 7 p.m. till 9 p.m. On Wednesday nights from 7 p.m. till 10 p.m. Thursday nights from 7 p.m. till 11 till 11 p.m. Saturday nights, World Jewish Soul Saturday nights, beginning at 10 p.m., going all the way to 3 a.m. And on Sunday nights, we're on WOR 710 on the AM dial. That's right. That's WOR 710 on the AM dial and iHeart radio station, one of the most powerful stations in the country. And according to the latest Nielsen survey, we are listed, Talk Line with Zev Brenner, number three in New York, just slightly behind WCBS AM 880 radio. So make sure you tune us in. We have a great program for you, by the way, tomorrow night. David Schottenstein is going to be our guest. Uh, he is... Uh, with the Schottenstein family and Ralph Philanthropy, big business. Unfortunately, he got involved in Insider Trader. He was sentenced to jail. This is going to be his last interview before going to jail. So we're sorry to see he's going to jail, but he's going to give us an interview uh, tomorrow night. Okay. Tonight, we and if you miss any of our past shows, by the way, we do broadcast on all the major podcast platforms. You can find us on Apple and Vin News and Spotify, Google, you name it. And, of course, we recommend you watch us on YouTube. We're going to be on YouTube Live starting at 1130 tonight. So that's YouTube Live. Uh, YouTube is a great place to catch our programming, so make sure you do so. And, of course, we do broadcast 24 hours a day, talklinenetwork.com, WVIP 93.5 FM HD2, America's only Jewish FM HD channel. And, of course, on uh, 24-hour day, listen line 641-793-0382. Okay. <clears throat> In a few minutes, uh, we're going to be speaking with Ezra Friedlander, the Friedlander Group, and you probably saw he was in the news and that he got together with the squad, and we're calling it Getting Hamish with the with the squad. And uh, he met with uh, Rashida Talib and Ilhan Omar. <coughs> we'll talk about why he's getting together with them. And then our feature presentation tonight by popular demand, Heshi Goldstein, the founder of our Ariel Hospitality, and uh, he got himself, in, I guess, in hot water. He canceled a Pesach program. People are saying what's going on. He's saying he was frauded. People are saying he defrauded others. He's on here on hand tonight to talk about 
what's going on and to and to let people have a chance to call in. We'll be joined by Donnie Schwartz of Passover Listings. And during the course of the broadcast, uh, we'll also speak to a retired judge, uh, a lawyer. We're talking about Judge David A. Kirschblum, Esquire, will join us as well. And we'll look at about what rights do you have. And if you go on vacation and you they get canceled, you give money and something goes wrong, how do you protect yourself? We'll be on hand to talk about that well, as well. You don't want to miss our very special broadcast. We're America's only Jewish radio programs on regular broadcast radio, the Internet, and digital platforms. We begin right after this. Please welcome the 110th mayor of the great city of New York, Mayor Eric Adams. One of my favorite radio shows. Always good speaking with you, Zev. Take care. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. We're the people of the book. So where's yours? Have you ever wanted to write and publish your own book? Are you concerned that your family, friends, and colleagues will never know how you did all the great things in your life? I'm New York Times best-selling author Michael Levin, and books are my babies. My company, Jewish Leaders Books, writes and publishes books by Jewish leaders, people who lead in their companies, their communities, their synagogues, their philanthropies, and their families. We don't just write the book for you. We can publish your book on Amazon and provide... If a scammer gets on distribution into your system, nobles, they're going to live on there. airport bookstores. We're working with Zev Brenner and TalkLine to bring our unique service to Zev's audience. Let your stories come to life with Jewish Leaders Books. Reach out to Zev today at 212-769-1925, extension 100, or email him at zevbrenner at gmail.com, and we'll see you on the bestseller list. Paraflight, luxurious and private, our network of jets and helicopters provide stress-free corporate flights for discerning business owners and executives. Experience the Paraflight difference as we fly you from anywhere to anywhere, anytime. Call 844-538-1911, Jet and Helicopter Charters, 24-6 Dispatch Center, Domestic and International, Urgent Flights, Concierge Service, Ground Transportation, Gourmet Kosher Catering, Paraflight, we focus on your flights, you focus on your business. Call Sim Shane and the Paraflight team toll-free at 844-538-1911. Paraflight, 844-538-1911. Experience the Paraflight difference, 844-538-1911. The Jewish Press is the largest independent weekly Jewish newspaper in the United States. It's packed with in-depth articles, interesting podcasts, information about the Jewish world, political and religious commentary, and more. Visit jewishpress.com or to subscribe to the print edition or advertise, call 718-330-1100. That's 718-330-1100. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Pesach just ended, and I know that you're looking for real, honest reviews of how these Pesach programs actually were. And there's only one place to do that, and that's on PassoverListings.com and on the number one Facebook group out there called Passover Program Reviews. Check it out and provide comments and feedback, 
and enjoy. Quality! Quality Carpet has a new great location with a state-of-the-art showroom at 14-16-38th Street in Brooklyn between 14th and 15th Avenue. And, of course, they've got 50 years of business experience, 20 cruising trucks serving you throughout the entire tri-state area, and that's why quality is the king of carpeting. Again, their new address, 1416 38th Street in Brooklyn. Call them for an appointment at 718-941-4200. You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to the program. I'm Zev Brenner. With us once again is Ezra Freelander, the CEO of the Freelander Group. And he got himself, I guess, on some political hot water getting too hamish with the squad. And I'm referring to two members who were considered to be very anti-Semitic, anti-Israel. I'm talking about, uh, let's see, let's see over here, Elon Omar and Rashida Talib, among others that I met. Ezra Shavuoto, welcome back to the program. I get the bottles up. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So I know that you tweeted a picture of yourself with some of these members of Congress who were anti-Israel, Ilan Omer, Rashida Tlaib. I know you got a lot of interesting reaction, to put it mildly, from people. <clears throat> so tell us what, how did you meet with them and why are you so hamish with them, so to speak? Well, your uh, labeling uh, is uh, inaccurate. It's not Hamish. I was at an Iftar dinner. They were there. I walked over to them, introduced myself, and I happen to think it's productive and ignoring is counterproductive. I was at an event. It was not a pre-planned meeting. It was not a scheduled meeting. It was an opportunity that I found on my lap, presented to me, and I said to myself, uh, I believe that it's in the best interest of humanity when people interact with each other and I felt since I was there anyway hey why not uh, take advantage of this opportunity which I did and the it wasn't the plan the meeting I'm repeating myself now it was an opportunity for me to introduce myself and who knows maybe down the road something constructive and productive could come out but certainly um, nothing ventured nothing gained there was no downside to uh, in, to engaging in a Civil conversation, if you will. So, what do you talk about? There's, there, there. We spoke about Ramadan. We didn't touch any of the hot potato issues. I said, I actually preempted the conversation by saying, "Look, I'm not here to argue or talk about, you know, the 600-pound gorilla in the room." We didn't speak about U.S.-Israel relations. I felt it was not the right venue. It was an opportunity simply to engage in a polite conversation. On, a, uh, on the day of a religious holiday, which is Ramadan, the event was held in the Congress. There were congressional staffers who observed Ramadan. There were imams in the room. There were several members of Congress, including the two that you mentioned. And the whole meeting, the whole, the whole event was not more than an hour or maybe an hour and 15, 20 minutes. The conversation itself was maybe several minutes. And I think that's what's wrong with the politics of today, that we don't talk to the other side. We don't engage in dialogue. We don't engage in a conversation. We attack other people. We condemn them, which is right, which is your right. But at the end of the day, if you want to be productive, if you want to accomplish something, and this is just in general, it's not just limited to the mind counter with Talib or Omar, 
best is if you sit across the table and maybe potentially you can find common ground. Again, that was not my intention. My intention was simply I found myself in a room. I was invited to meet with Congressman Carson. I had no idea that these were uh, at a meeting, but he couldn't make the meeting. So it was suggested that I meet him at the IFTAR. As I walked into the room, I was told, I asked who else would be participating. They mentioned uh, members of Congress who are Muslim, uh, including uh, uh, Omar and Talib. And that was the entire advance notification that I received. Again, it's not, I would not consider that a meeting. I would consider that a chance, a chance encounter. Obviously, uh, all hell broke loose when I uh, tweeted that photo. But at the end of the day, it was a simple a meet and greet. So what kind of reaction did you get? Uh, I know you were on some other podcasts and you were you wrote about it in, I think, some different publications and different media outlets. So let's hear the reaction. Were people happy with the fact that you had this meeting with them? No, obviously people were upset and people were very upset. And after I explain it to them, they actually say, you know what, you actually make a very strong point. Now, privately, Many people reached out to me, many people in important positions, I, I should add, and said, you know what, you did the right thing. What's, what's lacking today is what, you, what I just uh, emphasized, is that we don't communicate with each other, both Democrats, Republicans, right-wing, left-wing, Republicans, conservatives, Democrats, progressive, liberals. You, you hold a press conference, you condemn the other party, the other side. But nothing gets done. The only way things can get done is when you sit across the table from each other. And that's just my philosophy in general. It has nothing to do with these two individuals. I don't represent the Jewish community. I did not uh, 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 meet them in any official capacity or unofficial capacity. And I emphasized that to them. And I told them I'm who I am. I'm a lobbyist. I'm on Capitol Hill a lot. I explained to them uh, um, where I live. But it was all small talk. It wasn't. It was chit chat. It was just an opportunity to engage again in polite conversation. Okay, and the reaction, of course, was people not happy. And uh, by the way, just for the public record is concerned, and as you know this, that uh, and I agree with you. We should be having dialogue with different people. We've had on the show El Sharpton different times. Uh, we have invited Louis Farrakhan in 1984, who accepted my invitation, and the JDL threatened bodily harm. We backed down, and even. Uh, Ilan Omar, uh, we had reached out to when she was running for re-election, and, and I think they played us because we contacted them. They said, oh, we'll set up an interview, and then somehow no time for it ever materialize, and it never happened. Nishka Schlegen, Nishka Flegen. But, but I do think it's great to have a conversation and dialogue and talk to them. Because, And even, by the way, uh, we have a segment that we just did with NORPAC, and they've met with Bernie, or are going to meet with Bernie Sanders and others. They, they don't see eye to eye, but have some conversations going is not a bad thing, in my opinion. There you go. So then again, so then you're agreeing with me, I think. Yeah, I'm, I, I think it's good to have that, you know, uh, and uh, and I'm sure okay. we're, we'll have people you know, to want to comment about that. We're speaking with Ezra Freelander, CEO of the Freelander Group. Uh, we're going to speak to Heshi Goldson just a little bit and others, mm-hmm. but right now we're looking at meeting with the squad. I call it Hamish with the squad, getting Hamish with the squad. But uh, I know you... Look, you're good at headlines. It wasn't a meeting. Uh, when I explained to people, look, even if I met with them, I don't think you should make this whole brouhaha about But at the end of the day, it wasn't a meeting. It wasn't as if I represented a, a particular community. I met them. Yes, I do understand. I look, I look Jewish. I look Hasidic. So... Obviously, that has implications. I won't deny that. 
But at the end of the day, when you uh, preempt and you say, I'm representing myself, I'm, I'm here to engage in a polite conversation, I think that's a kid to Shashem. I think they look at it and they say, okay, you know, he's a nice guy and for whatever it's worth. But that's, again, that's my opinion. Ezra Freeland, the CEO of the Freeland Group, our guests. When we come back, we'll take, we'll try to squeeze in one or two more of your, two of your phone calls, 212-769-1925, 212-769-1925. You want to email zevatalklinenetwork.com, zevatalklinenetwork.com. Coming up in a little while, Heshi Goldstein will be calling in, um, and we'll be speaking to him. We'll speak to Donnie Schwartz. Uh, we'll speak to Judge Kirschblum as well. That's all upcoming on our very special broadcast. We're going to be right back. We're the people of the book, so where's yours? Have you ever wanted to write and publish your own book? Are you concerned that your family, friends, and colleagues will never know how you did all the great things in your life? I'm New York Times best-selling author Michael Levin, and books are my babies. My company, Jewish Leaders Books, writes and publishes books by Jewish leaders, people who lead in their companies, their communities, their synagogues, their philanthropies, and their families. We don't just write the book for you. We can publish your book on Amazon and provide Simon & Schuster distribution into Barnes & Nobles and even airport bookstores. We're working with Zev Brenner and TalkLine to bring our unique service to Zev's audience. Let your stories come to life with Jewish Leaders Books. Reach out to Zev today at 212-769-1925, extension 100, or email him at zevbrenner at gmail.com, and we'll see you on the bestseller list. Hey, this is Alan Dershowitz. One of the most important Jewish institutions in the world today is TalkLine with Zev Brenner. He is so smart, and he is so innovative, and he has so many interesting guests. I don't know what Yiddishkeit, I don't know what New York, I don't know what the world would do without Zev. So Zev, Yashikach, may you go from strength to strength and keep keep informing us and educating us and keep fighting for Jewish values. Hi, this is Dove Tuzman. Tune in each Thursday night here on TalkLine Network to my show, Equal Footing, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern. It's live, call-in radio. We tackle controversial subjects with an open mind but a critical eye, from mental health issues to relationship problems to politics. Tune in each Thursday night, Equal Footing, with me, Dove Tuzman, here on the TalkLine Network. Pesach just ended, and I know that you're looking for real, honest reviews of how these Pesach programs actually were. And there's only one place to do that, and that's on PassoverListings.com and on the number one Facebook group out there called Passover Program Reviews. Check it out and provide comments and feedback, and enjoy. Paraflight, luxurious and private, our network of jets and helicopters provide stress-free corporate flights for discerning business owners and executives. Experience the Paraflight difference as we fly you from anywhere to anywhere, anytime. Call 844-538-1911. Jet and helicopter charters, 24-6 dispatch center, domestic and international, urgent flights, concierge service, ground transportation, gourmet kosher catering. Paraflight, we focus on your flights 
you focus on your business. Call Sim Shane and the Parafly team toll free at 844-538-1911. Paraflight 844-538-1911. Experience the Parafly difference. 844-538-1911. You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to the program. I'm Zev Brenner. Just want to let you know, by the way, that one of our listeners, Jason, uh, let us know that SAR beat Ramaz in a soccer match. So congratulations on that the win. And nice hearing from you, Jason, Upper West Side of Manhattan. Okay, Ezra Friedlander is our guest. Uh, he is a CEO of the Friedlander Group, <clears throat> and uh, he met with members of the squad, and they got some heat for it. So we're taking some of your phone. Let's go to Jeff Leb. Jeff Leb is a political strategist, very well connected in New York. So, Jeff, good to hear from you again. How are you tonight? Hey, Jeff, are you there? Okay, um, we'll try to get uh, Jeff. Uh, Jeff Leb, are you there? Jeff, can you hear me? All right, let's go to Ezra. So, Ezra, so what happens next? Are you going to be in touch with members of the squad? I'm not going to be in touch with them. I mean, at least I have no plans to be in touch with them. Uh, it's again, it was just a it was it was a, a chance encounter, and I maximized the opportunity for whatever the future holds, which is obviously unknown to me. And uh, th these are uh, opportunities when you're in Washington. Opportunities present themselves. On sometimes or on a daily basis, but sometimes you just have to grab the opportunity when it comes. And look, I never seek to meet with them. I never reached out. I wasn't proactive. I'm not trying to defend myself for meeting with them. I'm just trying to give everyone context here. And I believe again that one never knows what the future holds. One never knows when a relationship, a potential relationship, can be developed perhaps on behalf of a client, perhaps on behalf of the Jewish community. Again, I don't represent the Jewish community. I represent myself. I represent my clients. I didn't misrepresent myself to them. I didn't speak in the name of, ever, of, of anyone. But, at the, but again, it's, it's, uh, people need to calm down. People need to understand that you should always want to meet with the people who don't hold your worldview, who don't share that worldview with you. Speaking to the... Uh, Preaching to the choir, as they say, doesn't really benefit anyone other than other than feeling good about about yourself. You sh you should wanna um, you should wanna uh, uh, meet with people who potentially can who with whom you can potentially develop a relationship with. Okay, I think Jeff Leb, we should have him right there. Jeff, are you there? Jeff, can you hear us? For some reason, I'm not hearing Jeff Leb. Jeff, are you there? Okay, we'll try one more time. Okay, very good. Um, so did you c consider or did you expect the kind of reaction that you got? I did. I expected it, yeah. I didn't, uh, I didn't think it would go unnoticed, so I did. I did expect it. I did, I did expect the criticism, and I want to address the criticism because un uh, understandably people could, PO, hey, why are you meeting with, with these two individuals? But at the, but again, 
What's the point of ignoring them? They hold important political office. They have a sizable constituency. They have an important voice, and I told it to them. And I told it to them for the, for the, for the sole reason that they should understand they have a responsibility. Now, if they, if, if, if they understand the importance of their position, then perhaps something positive could, could come out of this if the right set of circumstances present themselves. But that's already looking into the future. That's going way beyond the whole purpose of, of, of my You know, let me, let me see if I, we have a few moments. I'm going to try to patch in. You're welcome, Rabbi Yerucham Silver. He is someone also very much involved. He's with the Good Israel of America and does a lot of work, good work for, for our community. So, Rabbi Yerucham Silver, good luck. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, good luck. Thank you. And Ezra, good luck to you. Um, so let me say, I, I also, as you know, I meet with a lot of government people, and I meet with people very often that uh, we wouldn't call friends of our community. But what was the need to actually tweet it out? Uh, I've been, you know, we always think diplomacy is best done quietly, you know, uh, and, you know, confidence. To me, the need to tweet it out was just to be almost provocative. What was the need? I understand you want to meet with and talk to them. I've spoken to people that, that thing also. But why the need? To publish the whole world, tweet something sure. out. Wouldn't it be sure, that's a good... if you had a quiet conversation without anybody knowing about it? That's a good question. Let me respond to Rabbi Silber. Precisely because I want people to understand that yes, sometimes Hello? people in positions of power. Yeah, you, you, do you hear me? Is that you hear me? I, I hear you, Rabbi. You're welcome. You have to listen to the yeah. radio. Go ahead, uh, Ezra. Yeah, yeah, but, but because I, 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 I want people to understand that individuals in leadership positions, such as Rabbi Silber, sometimes do meet with people who don't, who aren't friends of the community, and that's why I tweeted it to so people could understand it's it's not all rosy out there. Sometimes you have to do. Uh, you have to engage in conversation with people who you may find distasteful, but sometimes that's part of the job. That's part of why people like Rabbi Silva are, 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 who do represent the community do what they do. Because when you sit on your couch and you pontificate, and it's very easy to criticize and to say, oh, we must hold press conferences and condemn, that doesn't get things done. So I wanted to, I wanted to illustrate through my tweet how pe- how the actual engagement uh, uh, um, unfolds, if you will. Rabbi, you're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Okay. All right. Thank you. Let's squeeze in Jeff Leb. Uh, Jeff Leb is a political strategy. We tried getting him on before, so okay. we're. Le- Are we here? Hello, you. Hear me? Yes, we hear you loud and clear. Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, are we on? Yes. Your question for Ezra. Well, I don't really have a question. I, I have more of a statement, and the statement is that as someone who's been involved in claw work for the past 20 years or so, it's very, very easy when people it, – it's easy for people to throw stones and people to criticize, and those who don't do the work criticize the opinions of the many naysayers that we have, unfortunately, in, you know, in, in the claw work that we do. And I have so much admiration for Ezra that he went to an iftar dinner, which is something that I'm sure 95% of the listening audience has never done. I have been to a few iftar dinners myself, but he went to a few, he went to an iftar dinner uh, invited by a member of Congress, and when he was there, he saw 
Rashida and Isoyalan, and even if the conversation wasn't a very su- substantive conversation, the fact that he opened up the conversation speaks volumes, and I think any criticism of that is completely misplaced because the only way to have a discussion is to open up a dialogue. And I think that probably when they see Ezra, a from Jew, who's wearing a Bekusha, you know, they may have Ilan, Rashida, they may have their own, uh, you know, preconceptions in mind when they see him. But when he has a normal conversation with them, hey, nice to meet you, this is who I am, this is what I'm about, not going into very in-depth, substantive things, they say, okay, this is someone who we can actually have a conversation with. And I'm not saying this is going to turn them, but to... Deny that opportunity, I think, is something that is completely in error, and I really give so much kudos to Ezra for doing that, and I know that if I was in that place, I would have done the same thing as well. Thank Jeff, you. Thank, thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff, for a great comment. Thank you, Jeff, and continue your good work. You do wonderful work for the community, so we appreciate your service. Sure. Appreciate the call. Appreciate Jeff. Uh, couldn't have said it better. Look, that's that's what it all boils down to. You have to move the needle as, as as far as possible in the right direction. And God willing, uh, as they say, you know, a mensch tit and got titov, right? And how, how would I translate that? Uh, a person tries and God accomplishes. Sounds better in Yiddish, but... Uh, I like when Tom Swazi says, men tracht and gut lacht. He always says one of his favorite by, He says it. You know, you know who told that to him? You told it to him. Who, <laughs> I told it to him. <laughs> and I might add, I hear Cong- former Congressman Tom Swazi might be running, and that's what I hear through the grapevine, so we'll find well, out. I certainly hope he does, yeah. Ezra Freelander, CEO of the Freelander Group, thank you for joining with us, and thank you for what you do, and I know you got a lot of heat for speaking to the squad. But uh, like I said, it's always good to keep the dialogue open on this broadcast, as we're going to demonstrate throughout the night tonight. We do like to keep these communications, lines of communication, happy open. Ezra Freeland, thank, thank you for joining us. Shavuot Okay, thank you. When we come back, we'll, we'll establish contact with Hesh Goldstein. He's the RA Hospitality, and there, of course, been controversy over the Atlantic City Pesach program that was canceled. Uh, <clears throat> big, big mess. A lot of people never got refunds. We'll talk to him. We'll talk to Donnie Goldstein. We'll also speak to a judge uh, regarding what legal rights people have dealing when you go away on a program. Attorney David A. Kirschman, he's a former judge, I should say, will join us. He's a retired judge. He spent over 24 years on the family court bench, including presiding over cases involving scams and other things. So he'll join us during our broadcast, too. And a program note, Sunday nights, we're on WOR 710 on the AM dial. Our guest today, Sunday, is going to be David Schottenstein. Uh, he is from a prominent family. He's a philanthropist, businessman, unfortunately got involved in insider trading, and he was sentenced to prison, and uh, we'll be doing his last interview before going to prison. So we're sad to see him going, but he's gracious enough he's going to come on the air talking about what happened, what's going to happen, what it's like preparing going to federal prison. So that will be tomorrow, Sunday, 9 p.m., WOR 710 on the AM dial. We're going to be right back. You are listening to TalkLine Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. We're the people of the book, so where's yours? 
Have you ever wanted to write and publish your own book? Are you concerned that your family, friends, and colleagues will never know how you did all the great things in your life? I'm New York Times best-selling author Michael Levin, and books are my babies. My company, Jewish Leaders Books, writes and publishes books by Jewish leaders, people who lead in their companies, their communities, their synagogues, their philanthropies, and their families. We don't just write the book for you. We can publish your book on Amazon and provide Simon & Schuster distribution into Barnes & Nobles and even airport bookstores. We're working with Zev Brenner and TalkLine to bring our unique service to Zev's audience. Let your stories come to life with Jewish Leaders Books. Reach out to Zev today at 212-769-1925, extension 100, or email him at zevbrenner at gmail.com, and we'll see you on the bestseller list. By the way, we're going to be being on with trying an experiment. We're also going to be broadcasting on YouTube Live. So if you want to see this just in a couple of moments, uh, YouTube Live will be where you'll be able to watch our program. And, of course, if you'd like to see a show again, YouTube is a wonderful place. We're also broadcasting on Google Meet tonight. Uh, we're going to be adding Facebook Live in future weeks and other ways of watching and listening to us all at the same time. So that's here on the TalkLine Network. We're the people of the book, so where's yours? Have you ever wanted to write and publish your own book? Hey, this is Alan Dershowitz, um, inviting you to tune in to The Dersh Show, The Dersh Show, where we discuss the most important issues of the day. You know, The Dersh Show, all that's missing is the wits, and that's what I need you for, to provide the wits. We broadcast Monday through Thursday evenings at 11 p.m., courtesy of Rumble on WVIP. P93.5 FM HD2, talklinenetwork.com, and our 24 hour listening line at 641 793 Please join us on the Dirt Show to really get a grasp of what's going on in our world today, and you'll hear it directly from me through my lens, which you know is always going to be your lens. So thank you. Are you interested in hosting your own radio show and podcast, or perhaps a TV program? TalkLine Network can help you get on the air from one hour weekly to 24 hours a day. Ideal for ethnic, foreign language, medical, business, and religious broadcasting. We also have full-time radio stations for lease, as well as FM HD channels. For more information, please call 212-769-1925. That's 212-769-1925. Or email zevrenner at gmail.com. Paraflight, luxurious and private, our network of jets and helicopters provide stress-free corporate flights for discerning business owners and executives. Experience the Paraflight difference as we fly you from anywhere to anywhere, anytime. Call 844-538-1911, Jet and Helicopter Charters, 24-6 Dispatch Center, Domestic and International, Urgent Flights, Concierge Service, Ground Transportation, Gourmet Kosher Catering, Paraflight, we focus on your flights, you focus on your business. Call Sim Shane and the Paraflight team, toll-free at 844-538-1911. Paraflight, 844-538-1911. Experience the Paraflight difference, 844-538-1911. Hey, Sim Shane and Paraflight. Hi, this is Rabbi Simon Jacobson, excited to invite you to my new radio show, my Life, Tanya Applied, every Saturday night 
Mitzray Shabbos from 10 to 10.30 p.m. On WSNR 620 AM and online, talklinecommunications.com. Please join me for this exhilarating journey where we will apply the deepest teachings of Torah to our personal, emotional, and psychological lives. Pesach just ended, and I know that you're looking for real, honest reviews of how these Pesach programs actually were. And there's only one place to do that, and that's on PassoverListings.com and on the number one Facebook group out there called Passover Program Reviews. Check it out and provide comments and feedback, and enjoy. You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. Even people in Brazil and Russia, I see, have picked up and watched the podcast. And Donnie Schwartz joins us. He's Passover Listings. Anything you want to know about Passover, that's the site to go. Gentlemen, thank you for joining the program. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Zev. Thank you. Heshi, are you there? Yeah, hi. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah, thank you. Shavuotov, thank you for joining us. Shavuotov, I have to apologize. You have to give me a minute. I just have to make a phone call. My Rav just called me, and you have to uh, put on pause for two minutes, all right? Well, we're live on the radio, so let me begin with Donnie Schwartz. You've been covering a lot of Pesach okay. programs. So you, can, you can talk to Donnie in the meantime. Okay. okay. No uh, you've been covering a lot of Pesach programs, so what do you see, and you've been covering the Atlantic City story from your vantage points. How do you see it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I think any time a program cancels a week, a day, a month before, I mean, it's, you know, obviously concerning for both people who uh, wanted to go away. I think, thankfully, um, from what I heard, a lot of people are going away or have went away to other programs or stayed home. Uh, you know, I think some some folks went to Connecticut, other ones, other folks went to uh, other New York, New Jersey, PayStop programs. But um, you know, it's just an unfortunate situation that what's going on for for everyone. And you know, I think everyone, uh, you know, obviously wants. To get their money back, Zev, right, and kind of move on with this, right, and and be, uh, um, uh, you know, and, and kind of uh, enjoy, you know, their next vacation, you know, kosher vacation, whatever that may be. 
uh, for next pay stuff. But, you know, a lot of people want to know the uh, the underlying, you know, what happened, the timeline, right, the truth. And I think that's what we'll kind of hopefully get into on this call with everyone. But uh, that's that's what I'm hearing from the grapevine on our Facebook group, Passover Program Reviews and and, uh, and other forums that we manage as well. Well, let's put it this way. You correctly said this, Donnie. At the end of the day, people want to get their money back. Yep, exactly. And exactly. And and that's really the key because people spend a lot, a lot of money. I've heard situation in the case of Atlantic City debacle. <clears throat> Some people lost 50 some thousand dollars. I'm talking about gas, but I'm not talking about investors. We're not talking about anything in the past. We're talking about just for this particular program. People lost yep. quite a amount of money, and not everybody can afford to lose uh, any money. People save up. You know this, Donnie. People save up all year to go away. People save up all year, you know, multiple years to go away. I mean, you know, pay-off programs are, are not cheap, you know, for, you know. Especially and, this year. Say again? Especially this year. Yes, especially this year. You know, and, and you know, the pay-off program operators, right, that are out there, they spend all year, uh, you know, getting it, you know, organized and getting it ready for, the pay off program community and uh, people want to know when they go away, everything's taken care of them, taken care of for them. And so they spend a lot of time and effort and money. And, you know, a week before also doesn't give enough time and you know, to kind of figure out what to do. And, you know, now they have to potentially clean or figure out, you know, their situation. So yeah, at the end of the day, they really, um, you know, you know, you, you plan way in advance, you know, sometimes with flights, right. With, with travel insurance and others. So it's not, you know, it's not just the actual cost of the programs, Ev. It's also the flights, and it's also other other factors that come into play as well. Um, here, what does an average pace of program go for these days? You know, so there's there's different you know uh, costs for programs. You know, the programs in Europe are are much more much cheaper than the programs in the United States and, and Mexico. Uh, some programs uh, in Europe, you know, they start around. 4,000 euros and they go around to eight, eight, 9,000 euros around there. In, in the United States, in Mexico, you can see a program starting at, and this is, by the way, per couple. So it's not per person. So, you know, two people in one room, you know, they could start anywhere from $6,000 um, all the way up to $18,000 per couple. So a huge range, right? Um, a lot of, you know, and it's, you know, it's expensive. You know, most of the time people are not just going you know, with themselves, they're going with their uh, kids, right, and their families, and you know, huge families. So it it adds up, right? Um, and so there's a lot of uh, this is a huge, huge industry, but it's also a really nice industry that you, you know you don't have to worry about the cooking and the cleaning, and you can go away and enjoy your time there, assuming it's a good program. How much was? Do you know what the cost was to go to the Atlantic City program was? I don't know offhand. I mean, I think. That's a better question, probably for for Heshi, um, in terms of what it was. I I think it's he'll 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 be able to validate this, but I believe it was like for two adults. I think it was around the ten thousand dollar range. Um, but I, but again, don't quote me on that. That's a question for for Heshi. I think it was around around that nature. Uh, let's see. Did Heshi Heshi Goldson? Are you there? Did you finish speaking to your rav to your rabbi? I guess he hasn't come back on yet. Okay, so we hope yeah. it's not. We hope it's not an all night share going on. Okay, <laughs> but uh, a lot of people are watching us on YouTube. We're on YouTube Live, and we're also 
on uh, other platforms. I know a lot of people are on Google Meet with us tonight and, of course, uh, many other ways of streaming audio and video that you're able to catch on to this program. And a little later on, we'll speak to the judge. Um, we'll speak to him about how you can protect yourself when you go to any vacation, including Pesach vacations, how that can be done. Uh, Donnie, let me turn back to you. And you've covered a lot of programs. How many programs were there existing this year? This year, during COVID, it was a strange year because everything shut down. And then it was sort of, you know, getting back on track. Last year, I think, was a very good year for Pesach operators. This year, inflation and other factors, I think it's been not as good as year. Some programs didn't do well. Some programs didn't even open up, not just yeah, Atlantic yeah, City. It was... It was- it was an interesting year this year. I mean, there were over a hundred pay-off programs this year globally, and there were a lot of new programs that opened up. You know, there's some new programs that opened up in uh, Las Vegas. There's a new program that opened up in, in Mexico. And there were a lot of new programs also across Europe. Um, so, you know, obviously when there's, you know, more programs, right, you want to make sure that demand, there's, there's enough demand that goes around. So, um a lot of new programs. There were a couple of programs that canceled early on for one reason or another. There's also a lot of new destinations. There was one in Turkey this year, never been done before. First time that we had a pace up program in Turkey. Um, there was another program uh, in, in, in Bahrain that I unfortunately had to cancel, you know, months in advance. So there it was you know, every, every year they, they choose different destinations to really, Accommodating, you know, there's a lot of new new programs in Dubai this year that also happened. Um, so, uh, you know, they would like to keep it interesting for the Pesach program community who like to travel to different destinations and try things out. Well, what about was there one in Egypt? I heard that there was one in Mitzrayim. Was that people making trouble? I don't, but that was you know, really the, the case. Yeah, I haven't heard of one. I think there was something going around uh, there, and I think that was a little bit of a satire. And because uh, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be surprised because people are looking for exotic places to go for Pesa. Right, 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 right. But you know, the good news is you, know, you can go to PassoverListings.com. You can check them out, and we we typically have all the programs listed, right, with with reviews and pictures and videos, etc., to kind of check it out up there. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if any new, you know, for next year especially, you know, where the new programs are and what's the new uh, what's the new hot program for for the following year. It and, seems that uh, Heshi's back on and available now. Oh, Heshi's back on now. Okay, Heshi, are you there? Hi, how are you? Okay, good, Heshi. So you you cleared up with your ups, and now we let's get down to the nitty-gritty. I know that you were with us a couple of weeks ago. You're back now. So let's just give people a timeline um, what exactly happened in, in your view. But before we do that, I just would like to ask you, in addition to running Pesach and programs and other Shabbatonim, I know last time you said you were on for over nine years. I understand that you're also a Hasidic singer, correct? Um, hold that thought, Mr. Brenner. Um, I have some questions for you, too. So uh, before, we, before we go there, um, I noticed that you invited a bunch of people on, um, on the phone call here, and then I want to call it the live. People recording. watching us on Google Meet and also watching us on YouTube. Right, right, right. I'm not so familiar with that. Does it mean that while I'm talking, people can interrupt and ask questions? No, nobody can interrupt. Like, in, know, okay, so nobody can interrupt until we say that they're able to ask questions, and we're going to uh, do that. So, um, okay, yeah, because you know we're we're going to have it's going to be orderly. But let me just also say this for the onset: when we open up our phone lines and we open up our Google Meet and any other means that you can call in or contact us, 
You can ask tough questions, but you got to be respectful. Once you start name-calling, then we drop you. So that's just a policy, not just on this show, but all our programs. Everybody has a chance to ask tough questions, but you got to be respectful. Okay. So Got it, got it, got it. So let me, let me, let me explain to you first uh, why I came on this show. And quite frankly, um, the reason why I was uh, not going to do it, as, even as right now, um, I had spoken to my rob on Friday, and he said to me as follows. He said, you know. Who is your, who is your, who is your rob, by the way? Rabbi Stein. He said to me as follows. Which rob you know, I saw? Your first that, name, just people should know, so this way we can give it credibility. Who was who, which Stein, Rabbi? Rabbi Stein, Rabbi Stein. So okay. he said to me like this. He said, there are people who are you going to know your friends who know you, and those people will always support me no matter what. It's just the nature of a friend. And then there are people who don't like me or have a dispute or uh, whatever reason they don't feel that they want to be on my side. This is an opportunity for them to cash in. As we all have seen last week when you brought on two individuals who clearly you knew had some beef with me a couple of years ago, yet you chose to make a show out of it by bringing them on the show. The fact that I said that I do not want to do that show because I didn't have much information to relate, it was way too new and too early in, the, in, this, uh, in this case, you felt the need to go on the webs on the Listen, there's a lot say, of interest in this particular topic, uh, and and let's Brenner, quite frankly, Mr. hold Brenner, on one second. Let's quite frankly, you went to South Africa for Yanta, and the optics Brenner, will look Mr. very Brenner. bad. So I'm just telling you, I gave you the opportunity Mr. to come Mr. on. Brenner, no. You can call me Zeb, but we gave you the opportunity, but you declined that opportunity. But go ahead. Yes, and I even explained to you that I don't have anything to add. Okay, now you you're telling me that the reason why you did it because you had. People had an interest, and people wanted to know why I went to South Africa. Well, as far as I remember listening, I did not listen to the entire show. I have to say, I, I did try to listen for the first half hour. You said that you had verified that someone had paid us a trip to go to South Africa. So that clearly is not the reason why you did that. You know, and you can give me a better excuse. I would be very interested I... in hearing that. But well, I, I'm the asking reason. the questions, but let me let me say this: There's a lot of interest in this story. There are a lot of people that we, we that lost that. money. We, we all agree. We all agree on that. But you chose to be two individuals who happen to have been in this line for a long time. One of them actually, but also had done a lot of damage to a lot of other people. And that is one thing no one argues. See, even people that don't agree with me or like me also will agree with me that. Those people are dangerous. You're, you're, you're now, the only two people that you're referring to, so let's be clear. You're not referring to Donnie Schwartz. You're not referring to Elon Kornbluth, right? Kornblum. That correct? is correct. That so is you're correct referring to Yossi Zablocki, who owns the Destination 613 Pesach program. You're referring to Sinai Rubin, who was an investor in one of your past programs. So let's, before, let's see, here's the thing. We can talk about Zablocki and, uh, and Rubin, Sinai Yehudi Rubin, I think his name is. Uh, for the entire show, and it will make it a very interesting show for you. You're looking for ratings. We know that. Um, I'm not here to do that. I have much better and more important things to do in my life than going and educate people who other people are and what their crimes are. However, you're making allegations, towards... by the way, that they're that they're doing crimes. But okay. 
I'm not, I'm not denying it. I, I, will, I can leave me to prove it. Now, I want to explain to you something. I have zero interest in being busy with that. That's my point to you. However, I will take most of what I've heard on the show. I did not listen to everything that I said to just uh, challenge it and prove to you that whatever story they gave you and very juicy and very slimy, you know, you, you, while you're listening to their garbage, you actually start thinking, oh my gosh, who is this monster, Hashi Goldstein? But I don't want to waste much time with all that. I'm going to dive right into the scam. Because one of the things my Ralph told me when he told me it's very important that I go on the show is to show facts. Show facts means that people can see on an email address uh, how all this happened. And the reason he told me to do that is because very interesting. He said there are people who are not on Facebook, Twitter, WhatsApp groups, Baruch Hashem, and I'll tell you why I say Baruch Hashem. They do go on the yeshiva world. And yeshiva world is one of these places where you can say they capture the, the media. So when someone goes in yeshiva world, first of all, it has the name yeshiva. It's also uh, covering only news. Being that you uh, your, uh, had whatever you had aired was featured on the yeshiva world as a, uh, you know, highlight a typical yeshiva guy only saw the interview now i i, I do agree that by the, the way they saw the two had, but they saw the two and they saw the interview you were on and they saw the interview last correct. week and they're watching the interview right now that you that and i are conducting correct. that is correct that is correct that is correct so now let's talk about the first interview danny is in the phone like he can attest to that i did not think it was something we should do he felt it was important to let people know what's going on which, remind you, one of the things people don't realize, people are hurt. And, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I, we can all understand that. But as an operator, putting the program together for six months to be told at the end of, uh, you know, right when we start capturing, there is no program. And to have to realize how, how many hundreds of people are, are going to be in pain as a result, it's very easy to say Hashi didn't care and to judge my character based on the on the video. And it's very interesting to, to, to see the notes of how many comments people posted. And, and that alone is entertaining if you are an outsider. One would say, don't talk Lashon Hara, innocent and proven, proven guilty. The other one would say, I know Hashi for many years. Finally, you know, someone caught out to him. And the other one would say, he's just an idiot for coming on the show. The other one would say, he just admitted to X, Y, and Z. So you have a lot of interesting personalities coming out on an interview, which clearly was not the right approach if I wanted to address that and, and help the customers. Because I want to tell you what damages that did come out of it. There is a very wealthy guy who had called me before Pesach, and he said to me, Hashi, after Pesach, I will help you get back on track and pay these people with the, give you a business loan. Once you aired the show last week without me on it, by taking people that knew you knew had beef with me, regardless if you felt who is right or wrong, you were very happy to instigate it too and say, well, he did a chapter 13 and make it look very juicy to the outside person. He's no longer interested in that. You created a very 
uh, good PR for yourself, which is what you were looking to do, obviously. I, 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 I'm glad you know what my motives are. Let's put it this way. I didn't mention names, but I've spoken to people who lost money, not only on this trip, but other trips that you've run. And while we focus on the Atlantic City story, but the fact is, though, is that there were plenty of people lost money. And one of the, you, you called, you didn't like one of those people had to be with him. He claims he lost $700,000. Other people lost $200,000. The people who have going back when other programs were canceled, even... You know, you know, you know, you know, Mr. Brennan, I said I don't want to go into the garbage from... It's not a question of of garbage, but the fact that you're making allegations right now and you're saying what my motives are, so I'm telling you what I've been hearing. I've been getting calls, uh, tons of calls and emails, uh, questions. So So the point is, though, hold on, hold on once Uh I'm I'm letting you speak, but you made an allegation, so I'm, I'm setting the record straight. Now go ahead and proceed. So in other words, I'm assuming you're a nice guy. And, and I have no beef with you. I mean, like I said, you're welcome not, to come on the program. But are, are there people that you had beef with in the past or you may have going forward? You're in, the, you're in the public eye. Do you believe that there are going to be people that disagree with you and may have said things to you that you, you don't agree with them or vice versa? Anytime you're in public, but the point is, though, there are people who Thank sent you. who sent uh, document. Uh, hold the people sent documentation. I, if you want to, if, since you're going down that road, I'm going to go down that road. There are people who actually send documentation saying that you know the, the, that can back up some of the facts, and that's one of the reasons why I'm happy you're coming on tonight. I want you to clear the record. I'm hoping you can disprove everybody. Disprove everybody. So you 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 want to tell me that Sina Yehuda Rubin sent you documentation that he gave me $700,000. And you can say it with a straight face. I'm not saying him it's part of that, but I have other people that have been, uh, in fact, I have people that, now, are, okay. are, let me ask you a question. Are you the subject of any Besan proceedings, any court proceedings? Have you been? Uh, so, have, so, 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 you know what? I, 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 will, I will clear that uh, um, chapter 13, which will clear up a lot of the uh, court cases, if you want to call it, or the based in proceeding. But I want you to first which is why I came on the show. Let's and by the way, who's the name things. of the wealthy guy? You said you accused me of saying that because of the show, a wealthy fellow decided well, well, not well, to, to Renner, sponsor. Renner, hold on, hold on. This is my show, you. and we're going to proceed, and I'm happy oh, to give oh, you the oh, forum. Wait, 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 wait. But to, hold on, hold on. Heshi, you got to hold your horses. So what I want to know, you may you said that a wealthy fellow you lost because of this broadcast. I'd like to know who that wealthy fellow is. We can invite him on the show, too, to see if, he, if he's willing to... To, to help you, I have no problem. He's willing to pay the people who lost money. First of all, how many people lost money? That's number one. Can you tell us? Uh, as I, Mr. Brenner, with all due respect, I would love to dive into what you claim is what people want to see. They don't believe there is a scam. And this is what my Ralph told me. Hashi, don't get involved in all this garbage. You're never going to end or see the end of it. However, a typical yeshiva guy who only watched the show, who did not see all the email facts and everything, does not know what exactly happened. And that's where I want to start off. And then we can go and have fun for the rest of the night, and I'll be very happy to challenge you. And and if I need to apologize to you, believe it or not, I have no problem doing that either. Are you ready to log into my computer? Because I'm not familiar on how this goes. Um, you're on Google Meet, so you can see how to how to do things. If you want to put down or you want to give people a web so people can see it, no problem with that. No, no. Can you log into my computer? Can I log into your computer? Uh, not not while I'm on the air. You want to show doc? You want to show documentation? What do you want to show? Tell us. I don't know what you're talking about. What do you What do you want to show? One second.
Okay, those that are just tuning in, we're going to break for station identification. It's getting a little interesting, I have to say, and uh, you're hearing Heshi Goldstein. He is the proprietor of Aria Hospitality, and they were supposed to run a Pesach program at the Claridge Hotel. The preceding program is a paid advertisement. The opinions and views expressed therein do not necessarily reflect those of AM620 WSNR or its management. This is AM620 WSNR, Jersey City. And we're also on TalklineNetwork.com. We're looking at a Pesach program debacle where people lost money because the program was canceled. Uh, Heshi Goldstein claimed he was scammed. People say it's a scam. We're trying to get to the bottom of this. Donnie Goldstein is with us. He's with Passover. Listen, anything dealing with Passover, he is the expert on that. And we'll also speak to David Kirschman, former judge, lawyer, and how people can protect themselves when they're going on vacation, including pay stock programs. We're going to be right back. Don't go away. Stay tuned. This is the TalkLine Network. Please welcome the 110th mayor of the great city of New York, Mayor Eric Adams. One of my favorite radio shows. Always good speaking with you, Zev. Take care. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. We're the people of the book, so where's yours? Have you ever wanted to write and publish your own book? Are you concerned that your family, friends, and colleagues will never know how you did all the great things in your life? I'm New York Times best-selling author Michael Levin, and books are my babies. My company, Jewish Leaders Books, writes and publishes books by Jewish leaders, people who lead in their companies, their communities, their synagogues, their philanthropies, and their families. We don't just write the book for you. We can publish your book on Amazon and provide Simon & Schuster distribution into Barnes & Nobles and even airport bookstores. We're working with Zev Brenner and TalkLine to bring our unique service to Zev's audience. Let your stories come to life with Jewish Leaders Books. Reach out to Zev today at 212-769-1925, extension 100, or email him at zevbrenner at gmail.com, and we'll see you on the bestseller list. Paraflight, luxurious and private, our network of jets and helicopters provide stress-free corporate flights for discerning business owners and executives. Experience the Paraflight difference as we fly you from anywhere to anywhere anytime. Call 844-538-1911. Jet and helicopter charters, 24-6 dispatch center, domestic and international, urgent flights, concierge service, ground transportation, gourmet kosher catering. Paraflight, we focus on your flights, you focus on your business. Call Sim Shane and the Paraflight team, toll free at 844-538-1911. Paraflight, 844-538-1911. Experience the Paraflight difference, 844-538-1911. The Jewish Press is the largest independent weekly Jewish newspaper in the United States. It's packed with in-depth articles, interesting podcasts, information about the Jewish world, political and religious commentary, and more. Visit jewishpress.com or to subscribe to the print edition or advertise, call 718-330-1100. That's 718-330-1100. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
Pesach just ended, and I know that you're looking for real, honest reviews of how these Pesach programs actually were. And there's only one place to do that, and that's on PassoverListings.com and on the number one Facebook group out there called Passover Program Reviews. Check it out and provide comments and feedback, and enjoy. Quality! Quality Carpet has a new great location with a state-of-the-art showroom at 14-16-38th Street in Brooklyn between 14th and 15th Avenue. And, of course, they've got 50 years of business experience, 20 cruising trucks serving you throughout the entire tri-state area, and that's why quality is the king of carpeting. Again, their new address, 14-16-38th Street in Brooklyn, Call them for an appointment at 718-941-4200. Hey, this is Alan Dershowitz. One of the most important Jewish institutions in the world today is TalkLine with Zeb Brana. He is so smart and he is so innovative and he has so many interesting guests I don't know what Yiddishkeit, I don't know what New York, I don't know what the world would do without Zev. So Zev, Yashikoch, may you go from strength to strength and keep keep informing us and educating us and keep fighting for Jewish values. Are you interested in hosting your own radio show and podcast or perhaps a TV program? TalkLine Network can help you get on the air from one hour weekly to 24 hours a day. Ideal for ethnic, foreign language, medical, business, and religious broadcasting. We also have full-time radio stations for lease, as well as FM HD channels. For more information, please call 212-769-1925. That's 212-769-1925. Or email zevbrenner at gmail.com. Paraflight, luxurious and private, our network of jets and helicopters provide stress-free corporate flights for discerning business owners and executives. Experience the Paraflight difference as we fly you from anywhere to anywhere, anytime. Call 844-538-1911, Jet and Helicopter Charters, 24-6 Dispatch Center, Domestic and International, Urgent Flights, Concierge Service, Ground Transportation, Gourmet Kosher Catering, Paraflight, we focus on your flights, you focus on your business. Call Sim Shane and the Paraflight team, toll-free at 844-538-1911. Paraflight, 844-538-1911. Experience the Paraflight difference, 844-538-1911. Hi, this is Rabbi Simon Jacobson, excited to invite you to my new radio show, my Life, Tanya Applied, every Saturday night, Metzoyah Shabbos from 10 to 10.30 p.m. On WSNR 620 AM and online, talklinecommunications.com. Please join me for this exhilarating journey where we will apply the deepest teachings of Torah to our personal, emotional, and psychological lives. Pesach just ended, and I know that you're looking for real, honest reviews of how these Pesach programs actually were. And there's only one place to do that, and that's on PassoverListings.com and on the number one Facebook group out there called Passover Program Reviews.
check it out and provide comments and feedback and enjoy. You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to the program. I'm Zev Brenner. We're exploring a Pesach program in Atlantic City, which didn't happen. Heshi Golson is with REA Hospitalities. Donnie Schwartz is with PassoverListings.com, and we'll speak to a judge in just a little bit as well. Donnie, you're watching the proceedings. What do you have to say so far, by the way, before we get back to Heshi? Yeah, I, I, listen, I think people want to know two things, Zev, you know, about the program. And, you know, we speak, you know, we, we have a, tons of people out there that are, you know, questioning and want to know the truth. And I think that's what Heshi wants to provide here. But I think there just needs to be some timeline here in terms of what went on from day one. And then really just kind of going through it and also when the people will expect to get their money back. I think that's the key here. Right. And I think hopefully everyone is working to get the money back. And I know hopefully Heshi wants to give, you know, the money back, which I know he does. And, and, you know, I think the question is, is when and how, right. Uh, we can do that. Right. Or you, you guys, you guys can do that as well. So I think, I think that's the biggest thing that we're hearing from uh, the people who were impacted in this. Um, we're also hearing from people who were not impacted, just what really went on here. And, and hopefully we, you know, through this uh, next, you know, half hour to hour here, we, we kind of understand what that timeline was from uh, the payments and everything. So I'll let you guys talk through it, but that's what our, a lot of people are, are trying to figure out. So, actually, so let's go with the timeline. Tell us in your words what exactly transpired. Let's go to the beginning. So when you when you decided to cancel the program, let's start at the beginning so people can get an understanding so that we're giving you the form. So go ahead. Beginning. We just well, got the money. Fine. I'm hearing people talking as well. It's hard uh, for me to... Okay, everybody has to be quiet. Um, okay, go ahead. So, I'm have to say I'm, I'm a little disappointed in you. When we spoke on Thursday, Friday, whenever that was, I told you I want people to log into my. You should be able to log into my computer, share the screen, so you can actually see how all this happened, how the first deposit was made. The wiring instruction came from the hotel, and then a follow-up email stating we need to change to a different. Is that bank. the documentation now, you sent me last week? I sent you screenshots, but it would have been made more sense for everyone to see because, remember, besides for the customers that want their money back, I see there are a lot of people here. By the way, are not customers. You know, um, people want to know what really happened. They're curious, right? Then there are people who are very unkind, the you know, the fact that innocent until proven guilty doesn't mean much, but they really want to find out 
is he really that big you know monster that people are saying because you did a very good job last week uh, portraying that I didn't portray as a monster. You have people, listen, you have people that support you, people who don't support you, with trying to get to the truth. And the truth is, is what exactly so, so happened. So why, and didn't, let, so why didn't you, why didn't, why did you tell me that you're going to be able to log in and see on my screen? Now you have no clue how to go about it. You don't even know how you're, to do You're it. on Google Meet. You want to pr pr provide sure documentation. Enough. And that's you know the document what? you sent me. Idea. I have an idea. I have an idea. Anyone out there that knows how Google Meet works, and knows how to share that screen. Can you please inform Zev how to do it? <laughs> it's a question you try to this is, this is Donnie from Petrolet. What you can do, Bill, uh, technical here. On the bottom of your screen, there's a present now button. It looks like a, a rectangle box with an up arrow. If you present now, you should be able to share your screen on your computer as long as you're logged in. Well, everybody, everybody, the, the button is, and by the way, this is a radio show, so you want to provide document. And you send me the documentation, and the documentation, I can read some of the documents that you had. It's not going to really make much know. of a difference. Right, but have, but the point is, yes. I'm, I came on this show because, as I mentioned to you earlier, your broadcast went live on Yeshiva World. Let me repeat what I said before. Yeshiva World is a place that Yeshiva guys who don't have WhatsApp and uh, you know, whatever you want to call it to see the documentation that I provided, I'm giving them a chance to watch the video. So why don't you explain what the it. documentation is? Or, you know, you're making some. Why don't well, explain, you explain it to explain, them? Hold on, explain, explain it to them. Hold on, you, explain on. to them. People want to hear. Why can't you explain to people Absolutely. exactly what explain. it is? Give us a time no of problem. what date you canceled the program, what date you alleged the wires took place, didn't take place. Why can't you lay out the time? That's what I'm trying to get you for the last 20 minutes. Lay out a timeline. I would love to able to show it while I'm so now, why, it. So now why don't, you, why don't you tell us exactly what the timeline is? Danny, you said if I click on the little arrow, the triangle... I get an option, breakout rooms, calls, whiteboarding. Where do I see how to do this? Stop talking and lay out the timeline. Uh, hold on. Uh, uh, hold on. We said, number one, no one, number one, we said no one is going to get <laughs> to talk while I present that. Number two, he said, it's your show. Remember, it's my show. The last time I checked, it said, has she Goldstein on the video? How do I do that? If I can get that straight, I, have, I want to wish you all a very, very beautiful good you, night. This is, this is a smoke screen. You tell us a timeline. You can tell us what date did you decide to cancel that, the program, that, that, what happened. We're going to go in circles. That, trust me, we're going to go in circles. Dan, we are going in circles. Explain to us how to do it. That is how you do you, you do it. If you can't do it, and there may be some technical difficulties, I, I would recommend just, again, walk. I would recommend maybe walking through the timeline. Exactly. I, I have some of the documents that you sent me. So tell us exactly what transpired. People, a lot of people want money. You know, we transmit it orally. And then, and by the way, I want to give people a link. Here's an idea for you. You want more people <coughs> to see it? Give people a link. So even people who don't have YouTube or don't have, you know, want, listening on the radio where they can click onto it. That's fine. Give, want to give people a link. That will solve the problem. You know what? You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll do it the old-fashioned way. I'll actually print out documents and, and email. And that, I think... We will focus on the next uh, next few minutes. Okay. You can you so, can you can put a link on where people can click onto it and see. That's even better than my doing it. Give people a link. But so tell us in your words a link to your document. You have a website. You have a place where people can click on and see from you what the documents is all about. Okay. I think that's a good idea. So, 
So tell us, in your words, tell us exactly what transpired. When did you decide to cancel the program? One second. I'm going to print out an email here. It's going to be a lot of printouts, but the only way for me to do it, I don't know so, why. So why you're printing out, why don't you tell us exactly what transpired? What day did you decide to cancel the program? What days was the money supposed to be transferred? What happened with the yeah, hotel? This is all, this is, for the person who's looking to make noise, which, by the way, there were quite a few. <laughs> you know, I, 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 but you're not I, giving I'm me any sub. You're not giving me any meat here. So tell me, in your words, what Zeph, transpired. Heshi, Heshi. I'm trying to ask my friend to tour. Go ahead. So tell us what happened. What days I, were you supposed going, to make? I'm going. I'm happy to address that. And I said just now that we're going to try a different avenue. I'm not sure what you're trying to accomplish. Here. I'm trying to hear from you what transpired. For people who may be not so, be familiar with what happened, remember there are lots of people, thousands upon thousands of people that are listening and watching you right now. So they want to know what transpired, what happened, and you can make your case. You're telling people exactly. What happened? That's all it is. It's a simple question. I'm not asking you a rocket science question. I'm asking you to tell us, in your words, a timeline of what transpired. Clear and simple. Someone just wrote here, I should use the arrow. I don't know what he's talking about. Again, you want people to see a document. Okay, we'll, 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 I'll give people a link. I'll even like put it in the YouTube where people a link and people can watch it. So you, second, you, you don't have to worry about that. One second. Give me a second. Let him use the arrow on button that presents now his screen that's the easiest way. The arrow on the button. The arrow on the button. I'm not sure, Carl N. I'm not sure who you are, but I don't see. I'm, I'm, oh. giving, you, I'm giving you a solution. All I'm... right, all right, all right. We got it. We got it. Thank you so much, Carl and whoever you are. Um, your entire screen, a window. Here we go. Okay, thank you so much. Whoever you are, Carl, uh, I appreciate that. Okay, let's do that. Okay, now we're on track. Now we're on track. Okay, share. Okay. <laughs> All right, welcome again to the show. We should really do a press restart now. Um, as we all know, last week, um, there was an interview with a couple of individuals without me being on it. And uh, what I heard mostly was... Um, People were unsure of the facts due to the not a, being able to present them properly. So this is your chance to find out for once and for all how all this happened and how you can prevent that from happening to you or anyone else that you know. The screen I'm showing you now, first let me um, educate you a little bit here. Sherry Bice, she is one of the salespeople of the Claridge.com. Now notice why I'm telling you that, Claridge.com, all right? Well, what she's saying is as follows. Good morning. Attaches your deposit receipt. We are working on the floor plans. We can use, uh, we, can, we can send you clear copies possibly an exchange spreadsheet. All right. We click here. Here is the deposit, $45,000. Okay. It took place September 23. Let's hop on over to the next email. Wire transfer. Attached, and this is coming again from Sherry Bice, and the CC is Jeffrey Marshall. Jeffrey Marshall is the sales manager at the Claridge.com. Look at the dates, January 13th. We scroll down. Wire transfer instruction. Bank of America, New Jersey. This is the checking account number ending in 4438. All right, so far, so good. 
They gave us instructions. And then we finally say, thank, thank you. Also discuss proposal payments. You know, you're showing me, but nobody yeah. says that you didn't contract with the hotel. The issue is not, but go ahead. I'll let you proceed. Thank you, Zeph, for understanding that part. Now, as you can tell here, one-time payment detail, there is an, with a, to that same checking account, 7608, we sent $48,000, which was the second payment, all right? So now you see that we actually received that wiring instructions, 4438, and how my bookkeeper sent that information afterwards to that same account. Moving along. All right. Uh, this is just a common, uh, a, 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 no basic information between, uh, I don't remember why I needed this screen. Oh, just gets to show more pay payments that went out. Okay, that's basically the conversation that my bookkeeper had up until March the 3rd. More payments and more payments. Here is where it gets very, very interesting. And if those who have had any doubts until now and want to start doing tshuva, you know, at least Parshish Metzayra, the first Rashi talks about Lashon Hara, Achilles, and then also we all know 24,000 Eden died from the Talmudim of Rabbi Akiva that were great in Torah and Yerushalayim. I'm sure they did all the great things. Let, let's see if we let's let let's stick to the facts over here. But you also oh, skip. Zeb, by I, the Zeb, way, you Zeb, didn't show Zeb, all the Zeb, payments Zeb, leading up to March third. By the way, Zeb, Zeb, yeah, Zeb, I'm listening to you. I said to you earlier, it's my show. It's, it's not. It's not your show. It's my show, okay. and we have you as a guest of the show, and we're happy to have you, and we're going to have people respond to you. But it's not your show. It's my program. But I do want to give you the opportunity to clear yourself. But I don't mean to dominate and take over. And there's certain rules of order that will have to be adhered to. And when I ask a question, I expect to get a response. I'm speaking to you respectfully. There's no reason why you shouldn't respond. And that's what I said. Is if you can show some of the other payments going prior to that. So you. You scrolled by very quickly, so we couldn't even really see it. And why is it relevant to see every single payment that I made? If I even showed you one payment, what well, wasn't it enough? In other words, listen, we're not. Nobody's saying they didn't make any payments to the hotel. Yeah, the question yeah, is, yeah, the question. Yeah, hold hold on, you're interrupting me. You are interrupting me. The question, though, is is to what happened around March time when everything seemed to go mechola. We have things go. It go down. That's really what the question. Nobody has says they didn't make any payments prior to that. Zeb, you just said five minutes, five seconds ago. You want to see more payments. I want to and see more payments. In other words, what are we what are we talking about? People want Zeb, to get a handle. Zeb, what Zeb, are we talking Zeb, about? You're not, you're, you're not looking very good. You're contradicting yourself. You just said you want to rewind it. You want to see more payments. And when I told you I saw it, you said, "Oh, well, you want to see more time." Please don't interrupt me. I respect you, and you respect me. So, when you talk, you're quiet. When I talk, I'm quiet. I'm glad you're you're not setting the rules for the program, Heshi. You know, and I asked you questions, respect, but I'm going to hold on, hold. Yes, you're interrupting me. What I'm saying to you is, is I asked you questions, and you stonewalled me in the beginning, but now you're showing pictures. Continue. Go with the slideshow, but you have to explain to the audience because a lot of people listening on the radio that are not watching it on. Online. But go ahead. So you're. Let's go to March. Okay. Now let's continue. All right. So now we are up to March third. We we received an email. Now, if you are uh, a little bit, you know, more in tune with what's going on, and you have seen this before, you may have already picked up what's wrong. I personally saw a red flag when I came back, and I said, oh, "How would anyone fall for that?" But Let's, let's just read the email. Greetings, Simon. That's my bookkeeper. Currently, our firm is undergoing audit exercises. Now, you have to understand, Jeff and Shari are not the type of people who speak in the, in that language. 
audit exercise. These are not the type of words that people use when they are uh, communicating. And our previous Bank of America account ending in 4438 is also being audited. We can't receive payment using banking details in our system. Kindly see attached for our updated banking details. You don't have to respond to me, Fabra. Look carefully what's wrong with this email besides for using wording like audit exercises. I will show you. Prior email coming from the same Jeff, okay, said as follows, jmarshall at claridge.com. Now let's look here. jmarshall at claridge r, claridge r .com. That means, and actually a friend of mine was very gracious and he looked it up. There's a way of looking up when someone buys a domain. This was bought right before this happened. And people are familiar on how to find out who bought a domain. We're able to see how and when and where. Now, of course, Simon responds to him and he gives us a schedule. And now, interestingly enough, you see, this is another thing I have a very hard time understanding. Hey, Heshi. Heshi, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just want to ask you a quick question. I'm sorry to interrupt. You, this was a March email. But if you take a look All back, right. you had an email from Jeffrey, right, in February 20th, just based on this. I was curious. What did Jeffrey say February 20th? So, which was two weeks, I assume, or whatever it is prior. Do you want to show that one? I'm just curious kind of where what, that is. What he said? On February we're having, a, com we're having a conversation. We're having a conversation. He's saying a reminder at 10,000 is due. And my, my, my accountant said, I sent you 5,500. A few more is going to come later. It's just a conversation going okay. back and forth. Now, okay, so, in, okay. In, Are you, so just to make sure everyone, in February, you were having a conversation with him. But different, yeah, because we were sending a different wires, constantly sending different more wires, like to catch up with the with the payment schedule. You know how, just for you, just for your, for your understanding, um, you you do have a PassoverListing.com website, but there's a process that besides for you know going to the hotel and giving them a deposit, they usually want a payment schedule from you that you're going to pay every month. So as deposit comes in, we we pay the hotel. So there's a process here. So let's say uh, in the contract it says starting uh, February first, we need another fifty thousand dollars. Which is what the wire that I send them there, uh, forty-eight thousand dollars, right? Um, see, January twenty-seven, because probably February first, the next payment was due. And here he's like asking, "Where's my next payment?" And we send him pictures of new wires, five thousand, ninety-five hundred, eighteen thousand, seven thousand. This is just going on and on. Uh, I believe this happened till March third. As you can see, the last wire was sent to the correct account. Now, what happens here, March third, as I started and I, here it is, okay? We no longer added to use the 4438. So if you scroll down, which is what got me very interested in this case, more than anything, he's able to come back in an email that Jeff at the Claridge, sorry, Claridge.com. Now, if the email before has Clariger, I cannot for my life figure out how this continuation of one email into another, one time it's the scammer, one time it's Mr. Uh, it's, it's the hotel. So let's scroll down to the, the attachment. Apparently, it's all the way in the bottom. Oh, here we go. Please see attached and get back to me upon receipt. This is the clarity.com. And, and he writes back, my bookkeeper, nothing attached. So he goes and he sends us this document. Is that your bookkeeper no. or account? Is you have an accountant or a bookkeeper, by the way? We refer to him as both. He's our accountant <clears throat> and our bookkeeper for the business. Not my personal accountant, but for the business, since we hired him. He was going to do the accounting and the bookkeeping. We had a deal with him, percentage, whatever. Okay, so here's where the new bank information is. PNC Bank, 
New Jersey ending at 2608. And everything looks, you know, to a person that, uh, um, you know, is watching it for the first time. This is very, very common. And it says like this. Uh, did you get the seven thousand dollars because we sent the first at seven i don't know what i guess the payment schedule wanted seven so he writes yes we got your previous payment but all payments he's stating again going forward should be sent to the pnc bank let's see who sent it clariger and then he goes and becomes a little aggressive what is the status for payment could you please forward the written details for future purposes okay now here is where the he comes in very interestingly now he's contacting a, a third party, which is not me or the counseling, someone who actually is not so involved, but he's copied into the email. He's part of the kitchen staff. Help you have a nice weekend. We're just inquiring about the amount was can't read it English. What the amount was going to be wired today so I can inform everyone. Okay. Now, obviously, you can see this was forwarded to Mr. Uh, the FBI agent, the actual email. This is his name. Uh, what, 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 is um, the, what is the FBI agent's name? Chapman. Uh, Chapman. Chapman. That we'll wasn't you. We'll that we'll that we'll wasn't we'll you. Chapman was one of the people who alleged that they wanted the money. She was in touch with the Chapman from the FBI. Which is very funny because we reached out to him right after this happened, literally a day after. And um, I spoken to him recently, and he's like, Heshi, I'm getting a lot of phone calls. I'm like, what about? They said, people are like assuming that you did something, like you know, set it up. People are having all kinds of different uh, versions of why they think uh, I should be investigated. So, so you went on for a continuum. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, I actually took the time to um, discuss it with a person who knows anything about, uh, you know, investigation and crimes and stuff like that, because from what I hear, and I didn't see it, uh, there's a group that was formed between a few people and they're trying to create a, a drama and, and say that we have to have, have to get Hesse arrested and, he, and he's, a, he's a scammer and is this. And I went, I, so I called up the, I called someone that knows a little bit about these things. And I said, is there a basis on that? I mean, there's, a, there's an email here showing what happened. Maybe they didn't see it and have the right to say, hey, but can I go into a precinct and say, hey, uh, this guy, he took money from me and he didn't deliver the product. Let's have him arrested. So if you know anything about the law, and um, this is this is directed at the people who are having a lot of, you know, uh, unhealthy emotions and getting all caught up in it. You don't, you, you don't have, and I'm trying to save you time, obviously. You don't have the right to go to a precinct and tell the police officer, oh, go arrest him without facts. Unless you have documentation. Well, people have provided that. I've seen some of the correspondence, just so you should know. Some people have written to FBI agent Chapman. But here, here's the question that I have for you. How much, um, when did you wire, a little, you, said, you said you wired to the scammer. When did you wire what, to what, the scammer what, what, and what, 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 how much amount of money? If you notice, the email continues further. But you just, I'm going to continue that. It's just that I want to, uh, um, let that person know, whoever it is that's having a lot of fun, uh, or if you want to call it, getting caught up in her emotions, unhealthy emotions, obviously. Well, I know. Get, if they uh, lost uh, money, they're not unhealthy. They want to get the money yeah, back. Yeah, but there is, there is well, there's, there's a way of dealing with things. Now, let me ask you. If I have a, uh, a dispute with you, okay, um, and I don't like the fact that you actually 
I'd have to have, you know, taking my money. And I don't agree that you are right or whatever it is. You know, when two people argue, everyone sees their side, no one sees the other side. Do I have the right? Okay, now I'm not a Chafetz Chaim and I don't learn the Chafetz Chaim every day. But do I have the right to go and go on websites and, and WhatsApp groups and who knows what and say, this guy is a Ghana, he stole money from me. The answer is clearly no. What that does is, and thank you very much for all of you guys who did it, um, I get all of your mitzvahs according to the Chafetz Chaim and you get all my Averis. So by the way, Anyone needing a broker, I'm a very good physician right now to give brokers. So, so let, me ask you, let me ask you a question, Heshi, because some of this goes back to past programs. If somebody's program was canceled and you owe them money and then calling you and they're not getting money back, would you, are you surprised that they're going to law enforcement if you're not responding, giving back money from past programs? Someone, you're stating a fact that I'm not familiar with. I canceled the program and I owed money, and the guy is going to the law enforcement for a program that I canceled and I did not pay him. They pay I back don't money. Know such a story. Well, I, I when we open up our story, phone lines, I'm sure you're going to hear some of these stories because I've been getting calls all week. Did you did, did you ever cancel any Did you ever cancel any programs for not just Pesach anytime, any Shabbat? Did you ever cancel any programs? One second. Did you ever cancel any programs? Sorry about that. Um, so the answer is as follows. When you, when I, I didn't necessarily choose this question. You know, it's interesting how when you ask me a question, I'll answer it, you know, not with a question, but we'll just have to start with a little history so, about how this, how this business came all about. Um, when I started, and you asked me about my song before, because you said you're going to play it on air. I don't think I, wa- I, I was going to, but you interrupted me, so I didn't get a chance to it's play. It's all right. It's all right. Zav. It's okay. It was just cute. Um, I wanted you to you know, sing, but yeah. if you don't want to sing a song, yeah, you can yeah, sing yeah. here. Here's the thing. So I was doing a little singing. I was doing marketing for a company, and I was doing these events. You know, it started eight years ago, right after we got married. Hashem, you know, I said I need some. I need my own business. I don't want to just be doing, you know, uh, running around to weddings and 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 not being home at night. And, and then you have, I was working from literally from, 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 from seven in the morning till sometimes eight o'clock at night doing marketing for companies. It was just a lot. But I said, let me do a Hanukkah program. This started eight or nine years ago when I did my first Hanukkah program. Remember, clueless about this business, clueless about what entails. I hit it off. Interestingly enough, it was a hit enough that I sold out within a few weeks entire program. And we, moving along, we, I, I tried it again. And it worked. And then I, when I, the Shabbosim were going very well. Then I tried the Shavuos. We're going back now, like seven years ago. It's, it's something that you have to learn, obviously, to know is that you have to be a little more established before you go into Shavuos or Pesach or any of them, because people need to trust you more. It's Shabbos, 24 hours, 48 hours, you're not happy with the food, you're not happy with the hotel, you're home. Yantav, you, no one is really looking to get a, uh, you know, an experiment here on a, on a new program. So, yes, I did try Shavuos many, many years ago. Um, we didn't get any sign-ups, maybe, I would say, five or six. So, I don't recall anyone ever coming to me and say, you owe me money from that because I don't owe anyone anything. I just gave them back their deposit, and the program didn't work out. And from then until now, we did hundreds of programs. 
and I'm not quite understanding your uh, claim. Well, here, first of all, you, you say you've done hundreds of program, but I've heard, first of all, with Yossi Zablocki said it was you canceled the program, you transferred people no, to his no, hotel, no, second, and the money second, never cleared. I'm just oh, telling no, you what he no, no, said no, no. on the air last week. You watched the program. I'm not telling something that you don't know. Uh, now you're talking about Mr. Zablocki, which I introduced earlier to whoever was listening. You brought on two people who had beef with me. You, you yourself said it when you started the conversation. Yossi, I heard you had something to do with Hashi. You want to give me your side of the story. What I don't know the exact language about you, but go ahead. Yes. I, 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 I listened to it. And anyone else wanting to listen, it's, it's recorded, right? You used the language to get him to say his story without me being there to defend myself. Uh, the fact that he has a history which is not something that is new to you because you have known him for 25 years and has given you free pesos for your family for 25 years. So you obviously have... Uh, You're making assumptions, but go ahead. You don't know all oh, the yeah, details. You're making assumptions. I've been going 25 years. I know how long I know him. And he's going for Pesach every year. But I'm glad that you that you know all those facts that you're that you're spouting out right now. But that's not the fact. But go ahead, okay. continue. Do you you're making us, assumptions. Do you want to tell us the truth? Do you want to tell us that he didn't get a free Pesach from him or not? You don't know what Mike, what the world's, and I, it's not free. I pay for oh, yeah. it. So you okay. Get, you get you gave him some ads on the radio. I I, just, I know this. You don't know all the detail, but but go, but go that, ahead. Yeah, it's not it's not important. It's not important. It's not. But, but the fact but the fact is and. And when we open up the phone lines, there are other people at other programs. There's more than one program that was canceled. You see, you see, Zeph, Zeph, you're doing it again. You made a statement about Zablocki, and as soon as I confronted you about that, you're jumping to other people. I'm you not jumping up. I'm, I'm, he's one of them. Listen, he's, did, did you, uh, okay. did you make a okay. deal? To, did you make I a am. deal? Hold okay. on one second. Yeah. Did you make a deal with Yossi Zablocki that you're going to send people from a program that you canceled to his hotel? Did you, did, did you yes or no send people from your program to his program? So, so as I said earlier, I did not want to make this show about. I just answered the question. Yes or no? Did you send? Did you send people to his program? If I were to answer you that, it will get us away from the conversation that we are. It's a yes or no answer. Yes or no? Did you send? Yes or no? I, I, it's not a yes or no answer. I, I disagree with you. You see, there's, there's a yes or no answer. If I ask you if it's light or dark outside, this is not a yes or no answer. You went and you took on two people, knowing I had beef with them. To make me look bad and get yourself uh, ratings, Zev, don't go there. Uh, hold, don't you. tell me where to go or uh, not to go. You uh, didn't answer the question. Uh, Zeph, Zeph, Facts. The answer. I will answer it as soon as I'm done. Because guess what? I have some news for you. Most people are not interested in this garbage. They just want to see what happened. I don't want to. I don't want them to make no waste their time. I want to get this off. And if they're still interested for the fun of it, or because they feel they need to know really who Zablocki is and who Ruben is. They will have a chance to do it a little later. Is that okay with you? Well, well, we're going to first break for commercials, and we're also going to bring uh, the judge on as well, and then you continue your presentation, and we're going to eventually we're going to take some phone calls as well. So those that are just tuning in, you listen to a special presentation where we're exploring <clears throat> what happened in Atlantic City at the Claridge Hotel, where there was supposed to be a Pesach program. The program was canceled. Heshi Goldstein, the proprietor of Ari Hospitality, is alleging he is the victim of fraud. Others alleging that they were defrauded. We're trying to get to the bottom of that. And we're speaking to Donnie Schwartz. He's with Passover Listings. Anything Passover, they are the ones to go to to watch online. And in just a moment, uh, we'll introduce you to former Judge David Kirschlum. Uh He is a lawyer, and he's works with people and works with situations and telling people what to do when they're trying to retrieve money or when they go to hotels or vacations if things don't work out. He will join us in just a few moments. We're going to be right back. Don't go away. You're listening to the TalkLine Network.
We're the people of the book, so where's yours? Have you ever wanted to write and publish your own book? Are you concerned that your family, friends, and colleagues will never know how you did all the great things in your life? I'm New York Times best-selling author Michael Levin, and books are my babies. My company, Jewish Leaders Books, writes and publishes books by Jewish leaders, people who lead in their companies, their communities, their synagogues, their philanthropies, and their families. We don't just write the book for you. We can publish your book on Amazon and provide Simon & Schuster distribution into Barnes & Nobles and even airport bookstores. We're working with Zev Brenner and Talkline to bring our unique service to Zev's audience. Let your stories come to life with Jewish Leaders Books. Reach out to Zev today at 212-769-1925, extension 100, or email him at zevbrenner at gmail.com. And we'll see you on the bestseller list. Hey, this is Alan Dershowitz um, inviting you to tune in to The Dersh Show, The Dersh Show, where we discuss the most important issues of the day. You know, The Dersh Show, all that's missing is the wits, and that's what I need you for, to provide the wits. We broadcast Monday through Thursday evenings at 11 p.m., courtesy of Rumble on WVIP 93.5 FM HD2, TalklineNetwork.com and our 24-hour listening line at 641-793-0382. Please join us on The Dirt Show to really get a grasp of what's going on in our world today, and you'll hear it directly from me through my lens, which you know is always going to be your lens. So thank you. Are you interested in hosting your own radio show and podcast, or perhaps a TV program? Talkline Network can help you get on the air from one hour weekly to 24 hours a day. Ideal for ethnic, foreign language, medical, business, and religious broadcasting. We also have full-time radio stations for lease, as well as FM HD channels. For more information, please call 212-769-1925. That's 212-769-1925. Or email zevrenner at gmail.com. Paraflight, luxurious and private, our network of jets and helicopters provide stress-free corporate flights for discerning business owners and executives. Experience the Paraflight difference as we fly you from anywhere to anywhere, anytime. Call 844-538-1911, Jet and Helicopter Charters, 24-6 Dispatch Center, Domestic and International, Urgent Flights, Concierge Service, Ground Transportation, Gourmet Kosher Catering. Paraflight, we focus on your flights, you focus on your business. Call Sim Shane and the Paraflight team, toll free at 844-538-1911. Paraflight, 844-538-1911. Experience the Paraflight difference, 844-538-1911. Hi, this is Rabbi Simon Jacobson, excited to invite you to my new radio show, My Life, Tanya Applied, every Saturday night, Metzoyah Shabbos from 10 to 10.30 p.m. on WSNR 620 AM and online, talklinecommunications.com. Please join me for this exhilarating journey where we will apply the deepest teachings of Torah to our personal, emotional, and psychological lives. Pesach just ended, and I know that you're looking for real, honest reviews of how these Pesach programs actually were. And there's only one place to do that, and that's on PassoverListings.com. 
and on the number one Facebook group out there called Passover Program Reviews. Check it out and provide comments and feedback and enjoy. You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. And now, here's your host. And we're back. Um, I know many of you are watching us on YouTube Live, so we are on YouTube Live tonight, and we're on many different platforms, and we're looking at what happened at Atlantic City Claridge Hotel. You heard, you've been hearing from Heshi Goldstein, the proprietor of Ari Hospitality, uh, and Donnie Schwartz is with us with Passover Listings, and we welcome right now a judge, a retired judge, Judge David A. Kirschblum. Uh, he is not only a retired judge, he's also spent 24 years on the family court bench, including presiding of a case, including Puffy Combs, Al Pacino, Mick Jagger. He's written decisions that have been affirmed by the New York State Appellate Division. And uh, we were spent together Pesach. So welcome, Judge, to the program. You've been l- watching and listening to what's happening. What are your thoughts? Uh, so I have many, and good evening to everyone. Uh, Mr. Goldstein, I'm certainly not going to be a prosecutor tonight. I'm just going to tell you how I see it, and hopefully you'll take it within that context. Uh, the first thing that I want to say is that I was actually surprised when I spoke to friends and family about people losing money on a PESOC program. I think that the assumption is that if you're already going to go to a PESOC program, you must be wealthy because you can afford four, five, ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 per person. And then, as Zev knows, we joined each other at a program, and there were all different types of people there, people who were disabled, who couldn't possibly put a PESOC program together or organize themselves to be able to host themselves. There were people of all different types of age groups, some elderly who couldn't possibly shop for PESOC, who would get an Uber up to a Catskills property. So I think the first assumption that if you're on a PESOC program, and you lose money, you could afford it, is really an inaccurate presumption. There are a lot of Absolutely people right. stand who have lost a lot of money in this program. And therefore, I think I, my first suggestion, and again, Mr. Goldstein, notwithstanding your position, which I'm not sure I understand, that this is a very good lesson. I, I use all the time the words Musar Haskell, that anyone in the future who is going to be looking for a program should do their due diligence they should vet the program. I think the Passover listings website is a useful one. Uh, and there are programs that have been in existence for a long time, and then there are some that are newer. You should do a better business bureau search. You should go on Google and on Yelp and to see these reviews. But in fairness, those reviews are also somewhat inaccurate. When I left the bench, I opened up a law firm, uh, ktlawgroup.com. Luckily, we have only 5.0 Google reviews of over 50 more or more happy, satisfied customers or clients. But there are law firms that unfortunately get bad Google reviews. And sometimes it's because someone's just angry or dissatisfied, but without a basis or a good reason. So I would still look at Google and all the other different types of social media to see exactly what's going on. Now, Mr. Goldstein, I'm going to say something to protect you or to actually uh, to serve your purpose. Um, Yassi Zablocki was my host. I paid for it full rate, but Yossi Zablocki was my host. Last week, I called in and I asked a very simple question. If he knew that you were so bad, if he knew that you were so corrupt, if he knew anything, that just as his program, the Destination 613, was being advertised between all the different um, medians, whether it's uh, on the radio, was at Brenner, whether it was Five Towns Jewish Times, Jewish Press, etc., why then, and I don't believe, and I'm not a Rav, my father and grandfather were, 
why would he not then go out on a limb and say the Heshi Goldstein program is a corrupt, bad program? Don't go on it because of the following reasons. I don't think that anybody did that to you, Mr. Goldstein. And for all intents, I think that's why you had as many people as you do. I would also say that that's probably the reason that one of the most uh, impactful people, at least in the last three years, that being Rabbi Aaron Glott, who really was the 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 best resource for COVID-related issues. If you went on Saturday nights, Motzei Shabbos, in the heart of COVID, and went on the Young Israel of Woodmere's website and listened in, thousands of people were listening for his guidance simply because people didn't know what they could do in COVID. He was one of your uh, scholars and residents. So I would assume that between him and Yumi Lowy and all the other people who were supposed to be staffed by you, that they relied on you and they did so for good reason. So for all I know, you haven't been judged to be corrupt. You haven't been judged to be guilty of anything. But in fairness, if you would allow me to, and I don't want to take we, we have We have to we get back. So you, what do you want to say, Judge? So I would just suggest to Mr. Goldstein, there are certainly questions that should be asked of you. And I will tell you, if you were in my courtroom in those 25 years that I was on the bench, I would bang the gavel. I'm actually in my office right now with my gavel. Um, and I would bang it. And I would say, I direct you to answer the question because you are evasive. You are very verbal, but you're more combative with Mr. Brenner than you are responsive to his queries. A timeline is not something that you have to start pulling up all these bills. He asked you a simple question. What is the timeline from the point of, of, of origin of you securing this program and onwards? I want to say one last thing, and then Zev, I'll certainly uh, stop talking. I can be verbose. As they always say, a brief in legal terms is a very long document, not a very short one. If indeed you had this program booked with Claridge, and if indeed, as I understood from the first interview, that um, all of a sudden they didn't get their money and they closed you up, you also, I believe, said that they already then booked the entire hotel to another program. So I would tell you that one of my side businesses is that I do trip advising. I'm a dance dealer. I went to Dan Elliff's program years ago. I'm a big frequent flyer guy. I don't really understand how your program went to the side, and all of a sudden, the Claridge was able to book all of these hotel guests in record speed to replace because all of a sudden, your program wasn't going forward. I, and so I'm going to ask you two questions. Can you show us that uh, the Claridge did that? And number two, can you show us all the receipts for all the vendors? I assume you had food. I assume you had contracts with Yumi Lowy and all of your musical staff. You had with all of your ritual staff. You had with all of your other staff. Can you show that? just to show that this program was ready, willing, and able to participate, take people's money, and provide a service. And I'm just going to say one last thing to you, Mr. Goldstein, that I hope you're going to take for the right reason. What bothers me the most, even more than the people that lost the money, is the fact that there are a lot of non-Jewish people who are affiliated with programs. My law partner went to Cancun. She told me that the amount of staff that her program went had was, was vast. So you have possibly hundreds of people that are also expecting to be employed and earn money because of your program. And I hope that this didn't uh, create a chilo Hashem. So to all, I say, be due diligent, vet, make sure if you're going to send a Zell, you then, I sent a Zell to Yassi and I said, I want a confirmation and I'm going to give you $2,000 at a time. And each and every disbursement, he then responded with receive confirmed. So these are the suggestions. If you want to know for the future how to work it out, ktlawgroup.com, and I thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you, Judge. Hang on. Um, Hesha, you want to respond to what the judge had uh, requested? 
Hi. Uh, thank you, Josh. Uh, much appreciated, by the way. And uh, I, I have to say, I like what you said. You had a very good, uh, you made a very good point. Uh, if I was that bad guy that Yossi uh, portrayed me last uh, last uh, segment, why wasn't it that he went and didn't go out about to say, you know, stay away from Hashi Goldstein. He did such a, you know, <laughs> the, way he, the way he said it, you would think that I pretty much uh, did a crime that is due to go to jail for sure. You know, I mean, he had all the facts, you know, you would think. <laughs> And what amazes me most is that people fell for it. People fell for it very, very, very easily. So thank you for that. Um, the second thing you mentioned to me that you would um, stop me short, you know, when Mr. Renner was asking me questions, do realize that I'm not a big fan of Mr. Renner at this point. Neither are many, many, many people listening to this show. And without going into details, he got many phone calls about it, last week's segment, and he may not uh, disclose them, and I'm not here to disclose them either. I'd be happy. I'd be happy to hand. disclose them because they, they, I've gotten so many people from all over the country. They're calling right now, so if you want to hear from them, I'll, I'll open up the phones in a little bit. And I'm hope... not referring. I'm not referring. I'm not referring to people who have a dispute with me or are angry about something. I'm talking about people who felt that what you did last week was wrong. Do you agree with that? They did not get any phone calls like that. So if you're making yeah, an assumption I'm again, you there you go again. Was last was last week's segment without me being present. You taking two people who had beef with me to give the inside of the story in order to create a drama and a very you know you in know, order to ascertain show. the fact. And you had correct? three. And no, you no. had three. I can know you had. I called you three times or I texted you three times to come on the show, and you chose now. You sent me, you? And, I, and I also what told I you, tell you if you hold on, you see there you go interrupting me again. And then I also said to you if you don't want to appear on the show, if you want to bring an advocate on the program. Uh, to, to advocate on your behalf, I'm happy to put them on. Hey, did I did I not tell you that? I texted you that. No, no, I did. Well, check you check your text. I said to you that if you want to have an advocate for your, I said I'm doing a program. If you want an advocate for your position, I'm happy to put them on. Did Mr. I not Renner, did I indicate that to you? Yes or no? I don't. No. You okay. Didn't check know. check check Number your one. check your WhatsApp. You'll find it in your WhatsApp. I'll, but I'll anyway, just getting back. I have no problem sharing it on this. I'll share it on the screen too. Okay. All right. This will make things easier. Maybe, maybe I missed it, and if I did, okay, here we go. Now, okay. And if and if you want to answer the other judge's questions, he had questions here. for you. Here, I want to share the screen the conversation we had. Okay. Now, by the way, which is very interesting, um, you asked me for proof. Um, of all these emails and documentations. Um, here, here's where I ask you a very interesting question. Did you disable the comments on the YouTube clip because people were just going at me and you obviously did not do it? And there's but no reason case, why I have to dis I don't disable the comments uh, pro no, or con. No, no, no. no that's you absolutely. Need, you don't, you're, not, yeah, well, you're not the king of, you know, <laughs> of, of exactly worrying about uh, and I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're that. the arbiter. And, and by the way, what about the people yeah. that lost money? Well, you, what about the people yeah. lost money? In fact, if you want to hear from some people right now, including vendors from last year and other pair, they've been calling you all throughout the week. Uh, well, let's put on somebody right now. Um, wait, who, wait, 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 that, hold that, on, hold on. Fairness. No, 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 no. No, no. no. You want to hear from people? Yeah. You're saying, you're no, saying, no, 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 hold no, on, you're no, making no, allegations. No, no, no. <laughs> 
You're making out. You're yeah. not running the we show over here. Said, we said we're going to take phone calls when we're done with that. Now that uh, I will decide when we take phone calls. That, but go ahead, that, make your. You're that, going that, again. That, you're interrupting that. me again. So go ahead, and you want to present, answer the question. The judge answers some questions. Answer the questions. And by the way, between February second and March third, you didn't show any payments when you did the stuff before. So was there anything between February second and March third in your timeline that you showed on the screen? You didn't show anything between February second and March third. Now, I'm going to tell you something you don't like. Are you going to just threaten by bringing on other people that I had a dispute with in order to just? No, you're making your you're, you're making allegations over here. You're saying that everything I, is kosher. I'm showing, and, I'm showing to the world here. You asked me for proof before you went on the show that uh, the wires went out, and I actually sent you here a bunch of uh, um, documents. No, no place does it say here has she come up as, because you're going to need an act, uh, advocate. All you said here was nothing. I don't even see one message from you. Going back to 410. So exactly when did you tell me that you? I said, and, and by the way, what you did is you sent me documents, but you didn't send an avenue. You sent me documents. And the documents, but, which you didn't show on the screen today, um, with the scam victim acknowledgement and some of the other wires that you alleged took place, you didn't put that on the screen yet. But you did send it to me. I have a whole copy of them. But you're. you're oh, uh, so why didn't you post them last week if you cared so much? I about read it. Truth? I read it on the air. I, and I said, and by the way, when, when things were in your favor, when I said that people said it, that you got a $10,000. Free flights that you, that that wasn't true. That you took money and used it, and I said that from what I heard, it was taken care of. So when the things were correct, I did say it. Okay. And when things are not correct, I'm here to really get to the basic facts. You're looking to manipulate this conversation. I'm looking to get to the facts. Answer the question. The judge asked you some questions. Answer the question the judge asked you. Absolutely. Let's continue. I don't think I'm manipulating. I'm just telling, stating the facts about you, which you may not like, or, or, and that's okay. You're not, what now, you determine okay. is the facts, but okay. Go ahead. Oh, that's okay. It's okay. You that's know? okay. Go ahead. Um, so go ahead and, and make it. The okay. judge asked you some questions. Um, Answer the questions. Now, sure. Absolutely. So now I'm going in order. I, I thank the judge for bringing up the point about why Yossi did not go public if it's such a crime, that, that, which obviously speaks for itself. I also addressed why I didn't respond to Mr. Brenner's questions. He has a big, he has, a, he has a much bigger problems than from just uh, from what I understand. But let's walk, move along. You asked about <laughs> how do I? You I'm glad you snuck that in. Go ahead. Yeah. Hey, take for tack, man. But tell you asked the question: Why uh, do I have proof that the hotel was booked with new guests? How do you expect me to show proof? of something like that. Do you realize I just re re repeated a conversation the hotel had with me? They said, we already opened the hotel and we have a large group coming for the spring break. How would I in the world be able to prove that they did or did not have And here's the problem. Spring of... break is, is in the beginning of March. Spring break is in Florida, not in Atlantic City. So I'm not sure where the spring break comes from. People comment Neither after the I. show. The spring break does not exist really at that time and that place. It's a Florida kind of thing. It's not a Atlantic City. So, and by the way, that people called the hotel and for $49, the they can, the rooms were available. They didn't, the hotel wasn't booked. Who said the entire hotel was booked? Who says the entire hotel has to be booked for them to take on new clients? You see, what you're doing is here taking my words out of context. And I think I can, did you have? Did, did, did you have? Hold on a second, Hashi. Did you have the whole hotel booked? And you didn't have the whole hotel booked. How many rooms did you book in the hotel? So now you want to see a copy of the contract? I didn't. I, I asked you how many rooms did you book in the hotel for the Passover so, vacation? So when we do a Passover program, and I'm sure you probably. 
I don't know if they're lucky to have that place, but 99% of the people who book a hotel, I know, will not do a program unless you have the entire hotel. Now, it could be that I do remember vaguely that Zablocki may have only rented rooms and he pays per room. Maybe things are different there, but normally people take the entire hotel, just FYI. Now, as soon as the hotel took another group, which is what they said they did, uh, even if they only took 100 rooms, they no longer were able to be a program for us because they knew that we will not continue a program that we don't have. So in other words, you book, so, now, you book, so, you book the, so you're saying you booked the entire hotel, correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay, how many rooms are we talking about that entire? Just a moment. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because one second because the station ID is taking place. WSNR or its management. This is AM six twenty WSNR Jersey City. So, how many hotel rooms are we talking about? So the hotel has approximately four hundred and sixty rooms. Now. Okay. It doesn't mean that I'm planned on using all 460 because then I would literally have to have a program with 1,500 people, which is not a very pleasant program to, for people who go to programs that don't want to go to a place that has that many people. But for argument's sake, me going to Atlantic City was working in my favor in the sense that I got a very good deal with a hotel that is not performing. As you know, uh, Atlantic City is not what it used to be. So the fact that I was planning on having 100 vacant rooms on the top floor didn't really matter. What mattered to them is when they bring in outside guests, they must open the restaurant, they must open one of the kitchens. And to that, for that, they were no longer interested in having us because they knew we would not uh, be able to perform properly if we don't have the Passover kitchen and the restaurant area, which is going into technical issues. And again, you can go and take me apart from every angle and I can constantly stay up all night with you explaining to you the, the dynamics of a business and how it operates. I'm not asking the dynamic, I'm just I, asking for the facts. Okay, so I gave you to you. I hope you understood and you're clear with that. Now, now you asked for another question, Judge. You asked for the receipt of all the vendors and all the singers and all that. Assuming I go now and I take, because uh, I had, I believe, uh, Uri Davidi and I had the uh, Chicago boys, and I can pull it up on the screen. I can show you. I go into Zell or whatever, and I'll show you a few. I'm not quite sure what the question would, what the what what the purpose of it is. You, you unless you're you're, you're uh, applying that. Hey, maybe you never booked those people and I just put them on the ad. Is that what you're asking? So in, in fairness, Mr. Goldstein, if, if, and this is Zev Brenner's show, not mine, but if you allowed me to ask you 20 questions and they would only be yes or no, I'm sure we could get through a lot of this because I'm sure the listening audience is very dissatisfied right now because you are just not being responsive. So I don't want to take over the show. It would only be with Mr. Brenner's permission. Would you agree? Yes or no questions. I think we could get answers. Well, are you willing to do that? Again, Ashi? I, I'm willing to do it being that you're an outsider. You're, the, you're a judge. You're not Zev Brenner who put on a show last week to make himself look important by having people who had deep <laughs> See, there you go. Again, make, I, I didn't make any Zev, snide, Zev, I didn't make Zev, any snide Zev, remarks about you, but if you want me to get snide remarks, there's a lot that I can say, but I'm Zev, holding my tongue. I'm going to let the judge respond and ask you the questions. Go ahead. Let me tell you something. Anything you're going to say that I owe money to a vendor, those are things that let's assume it's true. I fell short because I owed money. I couldn't come up with a payment. It was a, I, I, I spent last year approximately 3.2 million on the program and, and, and I only brought in 2.9 million. Let's say for argument's sake, how is that a crime? Nobody. Now, another thing you don't realize. Now, the other thing you don't realize. One second, hold that thought, Mr. Brenner. If let's assume, okay, someone owes money because he made a bad investment or bad deal, right? Now, you want your money back. If you go to any financial advisor or to any one of the little a pair of brains, you tell the guy, 
hey, you want your money back? Let him work, let him make money so he can pay you back. Going to harass a guy because he owes you money, and the way you harass him is not just by calling him up and saying, Hashi, please, give me $2 a month. That's the way of doing it. You go on social media. My wife just showed me now on the Google, on, actual, on the, this actual meeting, there's a guy, no Busha, who had, I don't know, we had some kind of disagreement with something. He's stating his facts, and he got the floor, you know. So we're living in a, in a, in a, in a you know, a new era. You don't like what someone says? No problem. I'm going to post it on all social media sites, and everybody's going to see my site, and I'm going to bury you. You know, now, let, let the judge actually, ask. You know, let's 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 ask the judge ask his twenty questions. I, I just I just before he goes there because I want to make a very interesting point here. I actually pulled up a few screens. I went. And this is something people should read and just watch it. It's unbelievable. I went to this program in South Africa. Now, it was a beautiful program, by the way. This is an interview from a guy. Okay, there's no name, so it's not Lashon Hara. We don't know who it is. We know it was posted on the Kosher Guru's website, which is a story on its own. Is he allowed to... You know, we're going on, on, on a tangent. You're going to say the negative comments. They're always going to be negative and positive comments in every problem. Let the judge ask yeah, this wait, question. Let, hold on, you're going okay on a tangent. Let the, uh, uh, you're uh, going to show me there's a I negative bet. comment about a wonderful problem. I know the rabbi in South Africa does a wonderful program. So let's get Again, back to the judge. Judge wants to ask you 20. I will let the judge, I would let the judge, but you implied something that you have other people who have beef with me and you want to bring them up. And that's going, are you going to defend yourself for doing last week's program? I'm not the, defending myself. You're yeah. trying to make it into a, that I'm, I'm on trial. I'm not on trial. You're on trial for what happened this Pesach and other programs. That's what people are alleging. Okay. You're here to clear your record. I'm giving you an if, opportunity. If, to do I so, and I'm letting the judge. I'm letting the judge ask you the twenty quote which you agreed to. So let the judge. Let's not waste time. Let's go to the questions that the judge has for you, judge. And, and, and that's why I agree to it because the truth always comes up, and good. I have nothing. Good. To that's hide. what we want. We want the truth, okay. judge. Go ahead. I'm ready for the yes and no question, judge. Go judge, ahead. You're you're on mute, judge. David, you're on mute. You got to get off mute. Uh -oh. you see, Mr. Goldstein, you see what's in my hand, right? Oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm I'm trying to shift. I'm kidding. Go this ahead. Is, no, don't be. This is my original I gavel know, that I, I used know, in the courthouse. So if you don't give me a responsive yes or no, I'm just going to bang it. Okay. Got Fair? it. Good. First question. Of the people who reserved rooms at the Claridge Hotel, and paid through Zelle or through check or through wire or through anything else. Is it your representation to Mr. Brenner's viewing audience today that you have not received personally any of that money to date? Yes or no? That is correct. Yes. Yes, you have not received any money. Thank you. Number two, of the people who have paid, did any of them to date get any of their money back yet? Yes or no? No. Okay. Did you have a financial loss yourself based on you contracting with the Claridge Hotel? Yes or no? No. Did you have an investment bank or any type of underwriter that financed your securing a contract with the Claridge Hotel? No. Did you have a financier or a private person that underwrote the cost of the Claridge Hotel, the catering, and all the other vendors you needed? No. Okay. Mr. Uh, Goldstein, with regard to the uh, story, I'm going to tell you what I understand the storyline to be. I want you to tell me yes or no, that is an accurate recording of the story. Fair? Okay. 
Okay. You advertise this program in the Atlantic City at the uh, Claridge Hotel. You list all, all right. of these entertainers, all of these scholars and residents. I believe you even advertise the fact that it, that it's being kosher catered. Did you have all of those people contracted for services to be provided to the hotel guests? Absolutely, yes. You can call them, each and every one. No, I'm not calling anyone, just yes or no, sir. Okay. okay. So, when you then started to advertise the payment that the customer would need to make the payments, you stated that the payment for the hotel would be paid directly to the Claridge Hotel. Is that correct? I'm not understanding the question. What is that mean? The payment, the to the payment hotel. for the hotel lodging was being paid by your hotel guests directly to the Claridge Hotel. Is that correct? From the customer? From the customer. No, it came into my account and then I sent it to the hotel. How do, okay. I, how do you pay the hotel directly? So there was, no such a thing. Okay, thank you. So there was no actual payment that should have been made by a customer to the Claridge Hotel or to the no. Claridge with an extra R or to the Claridge with some other phishing device. The money was supposed to be paid to you. Yes? That's correct. That's correct. And, and the mode of that payment was supposed to be a Zelle account that you created and maintained. Is that correct? Yes. And yet, it's your representation, not testimony, but your representation that those payments, instead of being received by you via that account, ended up going to some other third party, third organization, maybe Hong Kong, maybe Taiwan, who knows where, but it didn't go to you. Is that your representation? I'm not following the question. Let me just repeat it to you. You're asking if the money that I sent from Zelle no, 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 I'm not understanding the question. The hotel guests, when they, if I wanted to book the Claridge, because I wanted to play poker all night, and so I booked okay. the Claridge through you, I wanted to go there instead of Hudson Valley Resort or VIP or somewhere else. I then would have to make a payment, and that payment would be to whatever Zelle account you had prescribed as the receiving Zelle, correct? Correct. That Zelle account was yours, was it not? Yes. Did you receive any of those customers' funds as per that arrangement they would pay through Zelle? Yes, that's how I paid the hotel. Understood. You then take that money and you paid it to the Claridge, yes? Correct. So the Claridge did receive compensation based on your receivables from the customer, yes? Right, yes. And have you demanded refund of the money you gave to the Claridge because they took those rooms and sold it to somebody else? So this is a question that I don't know if it's uh, should be discussed in the, on air. You have to understand there are many ways of looking at it, and it has to be dealt with. In, in a, you know, from uh, make an example, if you have a, case to, it was a yes or no, you promised a yes or no. Okay, so you're asking me if I have a claim against the hotel. The answer have you is put yes. in a claim against the Claridge Hotel. I have not done so yet. I see. And we're now two weeks past Pesach. You went abroad, you came back, you're back for at least a week, no? It's a yes That's or no? That's correct, yes. Okay, have you retained counsel to pursue restitution for the money you paid to Claridge Hotel? Absolutely, what do you think I've been doing for the last week? That's, it's just a yes or no. Okay. I, think I, have, I think I have four or five more, so I'm gonna take five more, okay? Take it, take it go ahead, it's okay. Thank, thank you. So you gave money to the Claridge Hotel. Did you give money to any other third parties from the money you collected from your hotel customer? Well, of course, we gave deposits for the entertainment, for 
whatever we felt was, you know, you know how it worked. Whoever makes the most noise gets it first. You know, it's all the vendors, everyone wants to get paid first. And uh, and they want to get it as early as possible, and that's that's when we decide what who is more important. So we prioritize. We may prioritize the hotel, we may prioritize the singer. Yeah, right. Uh, what about what about your, what about your fish order, your meat order, your dairy order, all of your supplies for food catering? You paid that too. No. You didn't make any payment towards any of the food. Oh, oh if, if we gave deposits, we probably gave deposits. But and, and I don't. I'm saying probably because that's something that the accountant, that the bookkeeper, isn't responsible for, and okay. to have the deadline when we need to give those payments. For example, if 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 the hotel was making a lot of noise and said you better pay up by Wednesday, and we said okay, the fish can wait for Thursday. You know, we're not getting the delivery until Sunday. That's his. That was his call. But all the orders were in. Now, I don't know who gave, but I can tell you, for example, for the masses, we gave a deposit, which the guy said he's not giving back because he said, hey, uh, I couldn't sell them. So, you know, it, it, it's very interesting, this question, because during COVID, Mr. Goldstein, Mr. Goldstein, I don't have much more time, so please just answer because I only have four more. So you paid catering services or food services or dairy services. You have items that you paid for in food, meat. Deposit. Fruit, deposit, deposit. Not, not paid. I understand. Yeah. It's a deposit. And those companies then have your money and they should be providing goods based on at least the depository amount, correct? I don't know because as I said to you earlier, the matzo guy that I have- I didn't care about the matzo with. guy. I'm talking about dairy, I'm talking about meat, meat, I'm talking about poultry, I'm talking about fish. I don't know the answer to that, okay. I'd be honest. Would you agree, Mr. Goldstein, that if I personally, with Mr. Brenner's assistance, arrange with Tom Shabbos of Flatbush, of Long Island, of anywhere else, that they would receive food items that you've already paid for, that those providers owe you, that you would donate it to Tom Shabbos, yes or no? Absolutely, yes. Okay. Um, my last question, and I will tell you in advance, since you're not a lawyer, typically they're not admissible in evidence, okay? Would you take a lie detector test? Yes, I would. So if I arrange one in my office at 510 Hempstead Turnpike in West Hempstead, New York, and I did it for, say, Wednesday of this week, you'll come to I KT Law Group for a lie detector I, test? I'll, I'll be there. Thank you, Mr. Goldstein. No Okay, those that are just tuning in, uh, you just heard some questioning uh, in his professional capacity, right, Judge? Uh, he's been doing it for no, many. No, I, I actually like them. It's very, it's very to the point, and uh, you know. But again, again, let's make it clear the air here. There are people out there who are angry with me. I mean, I totally understand you, and you're definitely caught up in your emotions. But you do realize, I too have emotions. My family has emotions, and we dealt with a much larger uh, a disappointment than you did. Now, again. I'm not judging you for going online and writing all this garbage and, and, and continuing to do so if you are still doing it. But as I say, there are other ways of expressing your emotions that doesn't involve, you know, you can be a from Jew and do, go to keep Shabbos, keep kosher. All of a sudden, there's a mitzvah told, called don't speak bad about another person. Don't um, say things that are false and don't be chayshet. All the things don't, all, all of a sudden, because you're so upset, they no, no longer matter. I have yet to find a rough to tell Emmy or anyone 
it's okay to go and slander Hashi Goldstein because he didn't deliver the program and he can't show the documents. And if he did show it, well, we have another question about this and continue to go on. The only time I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but any Rav there who knows the halachas, if someone that I owe money and I didn't, didn't, and I didn't pay him for whatever reason, I didn't have the money if I didn't want to, and we go to Basin and the Basin says, Hashi, you owe this guy seven hundred dollars. Are there any are there any basin proceedings against you, or have been regarding? I will. I will. I, can I address it in a second? As soon as I finish my finish my it, and then address that back. question. I, I will get back to you. Yeah, I would love to address that. Um, now, I say I don't owe him the basin rules in his favor, and I owe him the seven hundred dollars. Now, what we don't know is, can I afford to pay the seven hundred or not? But. The guy got now a ruling stating that Hashi owes me $700, and now he's going after me to find out if I have it or not because I didn't pay it. So I don't know what goes on, what the halacha would, would, would state after that fact, but I'm assuming if he goes to the basin and said, hey, Hashi has the money, he's refusing to pay me, maybe then the basin might say and, and say, hey, you have the right to publicize and let people know that he is not paying up a bill that the Basin has been in your favor, and we know he has the money to pay it. Unfortunately, such a story doesn't exist. It does not exist because I can tell you, out of the past uh, eight, nine years that I've been doing it, and I had, you know, you run into, you have run-ins, unfortunately, um, especially if you do it on my scale. This is my only finances, so I may sometimes do 15, 16 events a year. Some my events are usually six to seven hundred people, or sometimes twelve hundred people. You know, it's a, it's a, I always like to say, if I do an event for nine hundred fifty people, there are nine hundred and fifty opinions. But but let's get to the question. We're going to break. So, do you have so, so, best so, proceedings so, so, so assume, against you? Assume, so, let's assume someone wasn't happy with the with the food quality, or someone happy with the with a waiter. I would usually get a complaint. Which again, it's a very small percentage, but let's. I didn't ask about complaints. People. I asked about Bezin proceeding, including investors. Have uh, you had? You're not letting, you're not letting, not letting me Because you're, you're, you're stalling out. They, they, I want, they, you have to be succinct. You have to be to the point. So the question is like you were the judge. I, I am. I am. You know, you're telling me that Thank people you. can maybe complaining. Any program is going to have people like it, don't complain. That's not what my question My question was about strictly about Bezin proceeding. It's the same, it's the same thing. If not the same thing. Basin, if, if, if you owe him a bill, uh, a, a vendor that didn't pay, or a staff member. Let's go. You want to talk about a staff member? We'll talk about a staff member. And I know for a fact there was one or two staff members who really went out there and decided they're going to get even with me. Why? Because I didn't pay him in full. Now, the fact that I didn't pay him in full because he didn't deserve to get paid at all, I didn't go around saying that. In fact, I didn't tell anyone about a bad job he did. I took the blame on myself and I said, okay, next year we'll be more careful. The guy got came to the hotel. I'm not going to say a name. I'm not going to say what he did. It's really not relevant. But the point is that he did not perform. He took four rooms. He demanded one. That's, that's not, my, that's not my, my question was, including investors. Do you have investors that sued you in either court or Besden? Just give me a simple, don't give me a whole long drawn out answer. Yes or no? Okay, okay one second, one second. You're going from vendors to investors. I said anybody. Investors. My question was everybody. Have you been sued, okay. whether people on the program, investors or employees, have you been sued or by Bezin regarding the programs in the past? So there was two times where I was in Bezin, and um, one of them, we still did not get a ruling, and one of them uh, was ruled in his favor for under $2,000. That's about it. 
And there's no other proceeding, no other lien, no other problem relating to the programs. Now, 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 you're asking me to go into the whole uh, subject of the Chapter 13 and why I did that and what I had to do in order to protect myself. What you don't realize, and you should have known that, I guess you know anything about law, anyone filing Chapter 13 has to list his credit card. He has to list the people that have investors, even though he has a good standing with them and he's making his payments on time. It doesn't mean that these people are not going to get paid or are getting stiff. It just means that the the ch chapter 13 is here to protect me. If any, for example, um, and I did not want to go into this conversation at all. Um, a certain individual who invested in a program with me before COVID, the program didn't happen, and he did go to Basin at first. But the Basin said to him, "Listen, COVID just happened. It's 175 thousand dollars." We're not going to go into the details if he was partner, if he was an investor. He was very much involved, but I did not take a toy, and we were all broke after, after COVID, especially event coordinators. He chose to go to court because the, what the Basin proposed to him, didn't, he didn't want to hear of it. The Basin basically said, no, has she can afford at the time. You're going back now right after COVID to give you $1,000 a month or $1,200. Take it and work with it. Four years later, the guy would have had 50000 in his pocket. Instead, he chose to go to court and take a very shrewd lawyer. Uh, and, and that was unfortunately not called for. And he gave himself a bunch of excuses why he's entitled to. No hetero based in. I needed to protect my family. Because remember, there's a family living in this little house here that I have to protect. So chapter 13 was my only way to protect my nest here. Now, unfortunately, when I did that, I had to list different people that I had um, but you owed money invested. I either owed money or I had invested. And they're all, by the way, good friends, maybe one or two. And then Take Zablocki is a classic example. He sued me for $10 million. Look it up online for defamation. You see, he didn't tell you that part of the story at all. All he said was that I owe him $9,000 or $7,000. And he made himself look like a very innocent guy. This, the fact of the matter is he's not, and he's far from it. And you, you probably got a lot of phone calls, and I know for a fact he did, telling you who Mr. Dablaki is and how many people he has hurt over the years, real cases. Again, you're, you're making allegations. <laughs> you don't like when people talk oh, about no, you, but I, you're I talking can, and saying. I can, I can, I, oh, no, no, no. I can prove to you every single WhatsApp and email people sent to me after I came out public with the story what he did to me. And this was his time to shine, to get even with me because I publicized his wrongdoing. And the same is with Sinai Rubin, Sinai Yehudi Rubin, whatever his name is. That's not a reason for you to go and take them uh, on the show against me. But I don't want to go into that again, uh, into that uh, conversation again. I'm just getting off track. Mr. Um, sorry, Your Honor, uh, Judge, still on the phone. Do uh, you have any more questions for me? Well, we're going we're gonna to take no, it. No, I just I posted on Elon Kornblum's website my email address and my website. And I look forward to meeting you on Wednesday. I'm hopeful that you will indeed come to my office. Would you mind, would you mind doing me a favor? Um, I don't know if you have my personal number. I don't know if it comes up. Can you send me a uh, 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 an address and a time? Five ten no. Hempstead Turnpike, sir. Five ten. I, I, I need. I, yeah, I'm, no, but I'm you, sorry. But we'll, we'll let you communicate that off the air. You get the information. Yeah, either an email. I know. I know you're giving it to me on air. We know people don't write anymore these days. We use we use uh, everything is done by email or a, a invitation or a schedule or whatever you want, calendar. If you don't mind, it'd be helpful. 
Anyway, um, we're going to take a, a break, and you're hearing no Hashi Goldstein. Hashi Goldstein is the proprietor, the owner of Aria Hospitality. They booked the Claridge Hotel in Atlantic City for a basic program. Didn't take place. He said he was scammed. People say they were scammed. We're trying to get to the truth of it. Donnie Schwartz is with Passover Listing, most comprehensive listing, but anything dealing with Pesach and Passover. And former Judge David A. Kirschman, Esquire, is with us as well. When we come back, we'll also open up our phone lines at 212-769-1925, 212-769-1925. Email, we have a ton of emails. Uh, Zev at TalklineNetwork.com is a wonderful way to have your questions answered. Also, a program note, today's Sunday. We're on WOR 710 AM, 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. in iHeartRadio Station, one of the most popular stations in the country. Uh, in fact, we've been rated number three in that time period, just behind CBS by Nielsen. Our guest today is going to be David Schottenstein. <clears throat> He's a philanthropist. He's a businessman, well-known Schottenstein family. Unfortunately, he got involved in insider trading, and uh, he is going to prison. He's giving us the last interview to tell us about what happened, and that will take place later on today. We're going to be right back. Don't go away. Stay tuned. This is the TalkLine Network. Please welcome the 110th mayor of the great city of New York, Mayor Eric Adams. One of my favorite radio shows. Always good speaking with you, Zev. Take care. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. We're the people of the book, so where's yours? Have you ever wanted to write and publish your own book? Are you concerned that your family, friends, and colleagues will never know how you did all the great things in your life? I'm New York Times best-selling author Michael Levin, and books are my babies. My company, Jewish Leaders Books, writes and publishes books by Jewish leaders. People who lead in their companies, their communities, their synagogues, their philanthropies, and their families. We don't just write the book for you. We can publish your book on Amazon and provide Simon & Schuster distribution into Barnes & Nobles and even airport bookstores. We're working with Zev Brenner and TalkLine to bring our unique service to Zev's audience. Let your stories come to life with Jewish Leaders Books. Reach out to Zev today at 212-769-1925, extension 100, or email him at zevbrenner at gmail.com, and we'll see you on the bestseller list. Paraflight, luxurious and private, our network of jets and helicopters provide stress-free corporate flights for discerning business owners and executives. Experience the Paraflight difference as we fly you from anywhere to anywhere anytime. Call 844-538-1911. Jet and helicopter charters, 24-6 dispatch center, domestic and international, urgent flights, concierge service, ground transportation, gourmet kosher catering. Paraflight, we focus on your flights, you focus on your business. Call Sim Shane and the Paraflight team, toll free at 844-538-1911. Paraflight, 844-538-1911. Experience the Paraflight difference, 844-538-1911. The Jewish Press is the largest independent weekly Jewish newspaper in the United States. It's packed with in-depth articles, interesting podcasts, information about the Jewish world, political and religious commentary, and more. Visit jewishpress.com or to subscribe to the print edition or advertise, call 718 
718-330-1100. That's 718-330-1100. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Pesach just ended, and I know that you're looking for real, honest reviews of how these Pesach programs actually were. And there's only one place to do that, and that's on PassoverListings.com and on the number one Facebook group out there called Passover Program Reviews. Check it out and provide comments and feedback, and enjoy. Quality! Quality Carpet has a new great location with a state-of-the-art showroom at 14 1638th Street in Brooklyn, between 14th and 15th Avenue. And, of course, they've got 50 years of business experience, 20 cruising trucks serving you throughout the entire tri-state area, and that's why quality is the king of carpeting. Again, their new address, 141638 Street in Brooklyn. Call them for an appointment at 718-941-4200. Hey, this is Alan Dershowitz. One of the most important Jewish institutions in the world today is TalkLine with Zeb Brana. He is so smart, and he is so innovative. And he has so many interesting guests. I don't know what Yiddishkeit, I don't know what New York, I don't know what the world would do without Zev. So Zev, Yashikoch, may you go from strength to strength and keep keep informing us and educating us and keep fighting for Jewish values. And we thank Simcha Brodsky Music for being a sponsor of tonight's show. You can find him on all the streaming and social media. That's Simcha Brodsky. You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. And now, here's your host. Okay, welcome back to the program. I'm Zev Brenner. We're looking at what happened in Atlantic City. And among our guests is Heshi Goldstein. We have also Donnie Schwartz of Passover Listings. And uh, we're going to take some of your... And we also, of course, have the judge with us as well, uh, who's in the legal practice, and we were together, Judge David A. Kirschblum. We're taking some of your phone calls. Let's see if we can go to, I believe it's California, Los Angeles. We're taking some phone calls, some questions. So, okay, go ahead. Uh, yes, what is Hi. your Hi, I have a few questions. Um, I work with hotels for many, many years, and I signed thousands of contracts. So, uh, Pesci, I, I've been following this story with some interest. Uh, I have a couple of questions also. If, if we can make this quick, I just want to know what's going on from the hotel side. Um, Heshi, I didn't hear, you, you said that the hotel had how many rooms? How many did you contract? Yeah, how, how, much, how much did you contract? Go ahead, Heshi. You're, you're on mute, Heshi. You're on mute. Heshi, go unmute yourself. I just realized that. I guess I was talking to myself. Okay. Um, the hotel has 460 rooms. That's what they uh, advertise on their website. I can't hear him. You have to listen through your radio. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Heshi. Go ahead, Heshi. again? Yeah, sorry, she didn't. Go ahead. I just need a number. How, how many? Okay, she just wants, she just yeah, wants yeah. a She makes it simple. Just wants a number. I think you said it before. I no, no, no problem. No problem. Thank you for, by no, the way, No, he didn't actually say how many contacts. 
contracted. He said he contracted early. He said he contracted contract for the whole hotel. Didn't you say that earlier, Ashley? Yeah. Well, so the way it works, I'll get okay. there. How, what's the number that he contracted? So let me explain. Was let it me, a buyout, Ashley? What was the number that you contracted? So this is a buyout, meaning to say we get everything, every single room from the hotel, which is 460 rooms. However, according to the manager, he said that 30 of the rooms, 40 of the rooms are in poor condition, which are usually, I think, at the higher floors. And they said to me, actually, those four rooms we will not be giving you, we will be keeping them vacant. So in reality, it's a buyout. Um, with all of the rooms being assigned to us, with the exception of the rooms that are in bad condition. Now, what is the question? She just want how many rooms? Is it 490? That's just what you wanted the number of rooms, right, Dorothy? 430 out of the 460. Yes, I just, I'm trying Susan. to hear, I'm, I'm trying to listen to the other. Okay, he said about 400, 400, 430 rooms is what he said. Right. I mean, a buyout is actually every room. Correct. Um, Does that answer? When you signed the contract, was it you who signed it? Was it? Is this the first time you signed the contract? I know you've had partners in the past. Over the past nine years, whenever I did an event, I always signed the contract myself. Why is that relevant? All right. Uh, any other question? Because we have a lot of people waiting to speak to Heshi, so. Any other questions? So, yeah, so one more. Past, he said that he, said that he the, the food that was supposed to be delivered, because he was came the day they were going to cost her, right? So right. he cost her for 24 hours, but then they need to cook. So the food had to have been there. You no, had them in no, the refrigerator no, trucks, no. freezer trucks in the parking lot. How much it of the food work. was already there? It, because it you had to already start way. sorting it and so it, cooking so, it. Okay, what you're saying is, okay, go ahead, She respond. That's a good question. It's a very good question. So the way these, uh, the way a Pesach program works is very different than a Shabbos or a Yom Tov, like a Shuas, anything like it. We would first take 24 hours to clean, nothing to do with kashering, just to clean the hotel before kashering takes place. And you remember a lot of uh, details that go into cleaning as well as getting parts for dishwashers. Go ahead, uh, Heshi, continue, yes. Yeah, so uh, Heshi, the, the food was being delivered, so the hotel was receiving it. No, Somebody had to be no, communicating. He wanted to know if the hotel was receiving it. No, it had to have been. It's impossible that, that they hadn't. I'll, I'll let Heshi respond here. Go ahead, yes. That, that, no, the way there's a, there's a timeline, just like with everything else. Wednesday was scheduled for cleaning. Thursday for costuming. Friday receiving. Sunday cooking. So where 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 do you think no but but i think what you wanted to know is what was the food being delivered if you're going to cook there was the food being was it delivered or in the process being delivered correct we needed we needed to get and it had to go somewhere it usually goes into a refrigerator truck or a freezer truck in the parking lot or you know in the back of the hotel but somebody has to coordinate all of that so you know you can't just show up it's not like going to your mother-in-law's where you show up right so you want to know where the food and what happened to the food you know so it, there was no delivery. Yeah, I, mean, I know for a fact. We, there was just no delivery of the food. So, uh, so what happened to the food? And it's not just one delivery. It's hold on, hold on. Let's respond. What happened to the food? There was not. We told everyone not to deliver because on Wednesday morning is when on Wednesday twelve thirty exactly is when they told they told us that they will not allow us to come into the kitchen. So being that the scheduled delivery was for Thursday and Friday, we just told everyone. Were they scheduled to be delivered? 
Yes, and what were. was the hotel communicating to him at that point? The hotel on when? On Wednesday? On Wednesday, we're going up through Peso, yes. Yeah, they said to us so that they will not allow When the was everything to supposed to be delivered? On Thursday. The Friday. next day. You showed up on Wednesday, they're supposed to deliver it on Thursday. Everything is coming on one day. There, but there is the, the refrigerator truck had to be there. I'm not, I'm not following you. There, there and the hotel timeline. had to be communicating with you. Okay, and? So I was actually wondering, were you in communication with the hotel between March 3rd and the day that you canceled the program? Were you in touch with them as far as saying, food delivery? We keep talking about the hotel. There's the director yes, of sales and marketing. They, they knew There's about the director our... of catering. You have the AD people working on entertainment. It's not just one person. And then, obviously, the general manager. Uh, Heshi, you mentioned something about um, Act of God. Did they invoke force majeure? Oh, let, let me respond to you. Go ahead, Heshi. So it's funny. Um, yeah, he did say that to me. So I, I believe that you are understanding here, uh, you're asking here is a very interesting question. But again, if you're not in the business of organizing events, you're... I think you are in the hotel, but didn't you, didn't you say you're part of the hotel industry? Yeah, I do conferences and... and so you know how it works. That she knows what she's talking so, about. Okay. Go ahead, Heshi. Okay. So, so, so the, manager was, the manager was communicating with us regarding getting the trailer, regarding getting um, parts for the dishwasher change, everything up until that Wednesday morning when he got a call, he got a, a, a call from the general manager. You see, there's a general manager, there's a sales manager. So the sales manager is usually the one in, involved on the day-to-day -day, um, um, you know, communication with regards to delivery schedule and having hooked up, you know, we need special wiring for a trailer. All this was working very well until Wednesday morning when they sent out that email saying, well, you have not been making your payments and therefore the program is canceled. Um, it, at that point, everything, every, the whole thing fell apart. So you no, were actually, working actually, towards that's not true. That's not true. Sales signed the contract and then they hand it over to catering. Okay, so I know what you're saying. This is different here. When you do a program, a Jewish program, we take, we do the catering. There is no uh, hotel catering involved. There's no hotel staff involved. We take over the kitchen. It's very differently uh, than what you are um, implying here. You see, when you do an event and the hotel is involved in the catering and the hotel is involved in the waiters and no, the cooking and all that. No, it's not. Susan, let me ask you the question, Susan. You know, from what yeah. I'm hearing from uh, people, food, food gets delivered at least two weeks before Pesach, sometimes three weeks 100%. before. You have to start cooking, right? It's, the way he's saying it, they called and they canceled it, and that everything was going to show up in one day. You know how deliveries work. Yeah. What if the meat shows I didn't, up I didn't and the say that. freezer doesn't show uh, up uh, for uh, eight, six more hours? You're going to leave the food in the parking lot? I, I, I am not, I'm not sure what your motive is here, but you're not adding up if you know the business. And I've said it with you before, and I'll say it again. The hotel manager, let's put it, let's call him by his name. If you look on the email here, even though it's the wrong one, but it's Jeffrey. Jeffrey was in communication with my general, with my kitchen manager. With oh, so whoever this is exactly what the, you just said. So what do you mean? Correct. What do you mean, Suzanne? I'm not following. I, I'm listening in one ear. Sorry. Yeah. He, he had just said when I asked about the deliveries, he said that they were all supposed to come on Wednesday. I never said that. 
but usually the trucks are there first, and you confirm that they're there, and then you is have deliveries you? coming. Yeah, she's hearing you, yes. You have somebody who works for you, you who coordinates with somebody else. But, 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 but you're basically, because we have other calls I want to get to. So what you're saying, Suzanne, the time, in your opinion, the timeline doesn't add up because the food should have been delivered by the time at least the week exactly. before. Exactly, and I, I have to go back to the beginning, and this is the <laughs> timeline, and I, I hear that everyone wants to hear the timeline laid out again, but I also want it here when you go over it from the hotel side. Good. I'm going to have. A, we're, going to, we're going to get to the time. I'm going to okay. ask. Has so, you so, to, go so, ahead. Go, why give this that, time the that, timeline? That, yeah. That, Thank you, Suzanne, you, for your call. I, I see. Thank I see you. the timeline. Is, I see the timeline is something that people are asking, and I, I believe you also asked that. That was my first question to you, but you okay, didn't get through. Uh, well, well, you have to understand that. Oh, am I still I, on? I, I you know, go ahead. Thank you, Susan. Yeah, go ahead. You have to understand that if someone goes and puts you on a, and talks about you on air without you being present and you claim that you gave the person notice to come and defend themselves and you took people who had beef with them to come out uh, and say their version of the story without hearing the entire story, I, I'm, I'm entitled to say you wronged me and you wronged many people. But that's and not that's your opinion. But you want to go over again? There are a lot of people okay. that feel that you oh, wronged no, them. No, you scammed. People, that's what people are saying. So if you want to get technical, but you're evading the question. The question there, is simply, there, 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 there what is, is the timeline? There's truth and there's fiction, and I can tell you. I can so get out of the fiction. Let's get to the truth. And, What's and, the timeline? And every person I will tackle directly. But remember one thing: whoever whoever plans on calling in, if you are going to call with your version of the story, I will have to expose you for who you are with the way I see it. Now, what's going to happen is here: not you and I are not going to win this battle because it's basically going to be you against me. And me against I'm, you, I'm not against you, and I hope you're not against We're trying to get to the that, truth that, over that, here. That, that, but but, but that, let's that, get that, to the timeline, because time is short. Let's get to the timeline without any further that, ado. What that, is the timeline? That, that, that. Let me just finish. I wasn't talking about you. You you, you, um, you are meant to per, the caller. Okay. Um, the, 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 the only one that's going to uh, benefit from this conversation is going to be the audience who are going to enjoy the juicy uh, and the gossip. Uh, um, you know, it's very going to be very entertaining. I have no interest in exposing who you are because just because you disagree with me and i always say to you anyone coming on out with some kind of a accusation we still live by the terror you have a claim against me let's go to based in i never refuse going to based in now there's also the fact that people who i somehow had to fire i didn't bring them back to the event who are trying to get even with me and it's very easy to do that today you go online like give an example the guy who Posted a video of my family in South Africa. I want to talk about him a second. Going hey, we're, we're going far afield. I asked you for a timeline. You tell me about South Africa. Let's because we have we have a short okay. amount of time. Let's go to the timeline. I will. I'll be happy to do that. Let me. Then I'll come back. Let's, let's not go to South Africa because we, that's a whole separate conversation. Let's. Absolutely. I've asked absolutely. you an hour and a half ago for the timeline. Yeah. Let's go to the timeline. That, that, okay. So let's go to the whole timeline. I believe I can start with the email at the beginning. As you can tell here, I signed contract in September. Okay, the wiring instruction and the first payments after the deposit came in on January 13th, followed by uh, multiple payments, which happened. This one is in February 27. This one is, I don't know how, how it goes backwards, February 27. I think the next payment was due for, and then was February 21. And the, the payments just kept on coming in based on the contract. Then we received this email from the scammer on March 3rd, claiming that we have um, to send in more payments, but it has to go through a different bank and all that nonsense. And uh, we sent in 
uh, a payment on March 3rd, and we even asked him if he received it. And he said, yes, he did receive it. Uh, okay, the PNC Bank, but he's reminding us again, please make sure you don't make that mistake again. Well, my wife, say that more time. Who said that you should make the mistake again? Clariger. <laughs> that that nurse, you said you you say you wired it directly to the hotel. How did they know that you mailed it? That you'd send it directly to the hotel, the Clariger, the one that you said scammed you. How did they know? What? <laughs> this is the information he gave us. So when he received, so money, are you saying that the hotel was in on the scam? Where are you getting that information from me? No, are you saying, in other words, you're saying that they told you that you sent it to the wrong place, you sent it to the new address, right? Isn't that what you said? They, they, they referring to the email I'm right now on, Claire, the, the scammer, Clariger. You're asking for a timeline, right? Right. I'm, that's what I'm trying to get Okay, okay, fine. So this happened on January, March 3rd, okay, where he's telling us to send to the new account. And if you scroll down, you can see that he sent us the wiring instructions, okay? That came in when? March 5th. Looks like he didn't send it right away. And we asked for an attachment, and he said nothing attached, so he sent it, okay? Then the bookkeeper asked him, did you receive the money? And he said, yes, we received it. This is the scammer. I'm sorry if it wasn't clear. And he's reminding us, please, going forward, should be sent to the new PNC bank, okay? Then he becomes a little aggressive. What is the status of payment? Could you please forward the details? He wants, to, he wants more money. He got money from us. He wants more. And he's like being on top of us. Hope you had a nice weekend. We're inquiring about the amount that's coming to us today. Okay? And here we go again. Oh, no, this is a copy of the previous email. This is just a signal. I think this is the email I forwarded. All right? Um, he gets a little bit more uh, aggressive later. Let me see if it's over here. Um, no. Okay, this is funny because this is actually from the scammer. Kindly send uh, details, whatever. And then this is the hotel itself. Uh, writing to us that um, we should be receiving 50000 today. And and then the conversation continues with the hotel. Um, everything is clear, you know. Okay. Now, here... Well, what's the, the list? That was, what did you put for March 30th? Okay. Well, so here you have it here also. Oh, um, here is a very interesting thing. This is coming March 30th. Oh, what has happened? This is when already we already knew what's going on. He didn't know that we know. I guess he found out after it went on NBC. I have not heard a word concerning payment. Please revert upon email receipt. And my accountant was very uh, nice. Where is it? Now, you, now you it. only you filed the document only for seventy thousand dollars because you sent me a copy of that. That you no, on, on March thirty. There was mul no, uh, there's multiple wires that were sent. I just sent you one of them. I wasn't again. I'm not here to. You know, undress myself naked and go and send you every detail of every transaction and how many times I've sent wires. There were multiple wires. I sent you one, but any. And nevertheless, no, you sent me. You sent me a you, form that you filed with the bank right, for seventy. Right, because, you, because you, were asking, you were asking for proof, like many people were asking, and I sent it to you. That's all. I sent you the all proof. All right, let's let we have a lot of people waiting to speak to you. So let's. Um, now, now I just want to. I want to. You're finishing back the timeline. Where where are you up to? Oh, and okay. Now this is the the payment schedule. Now you want to know the time and schedule. What is this? Twenty five thousand. I don't even know. Okay. Um, now you're asking for the timeline regarding the ordering of the food and the and everything else. So the way this works is we put in orders a month or two prior or three months, whatever the kitchen manager um, does. It's that's why he gets hired, and it's not me that does that. And he um, had it had it on a schedule that we received, let's say on Thursday, I believe we were supposed to get the trailers, the refrigerated trailers, it was supposed to be hooked up. 
And I think Friday we were going to get the first important delivery because Sunday is when we started, we were planning on starting to cook. So there's uh, delivery scheduled as of uh, Friday and on. So Friday, let's say the important ingredients, and then we have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday before Pesach, which we were going to get uh, dry ingredients like drinks and ice cream and whatever it is. It doesn't require for the chef to cook uh, on Sunday. So that is the timeline I think that you were asking. Now, I want to go back to something before you Hold on. We're, 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 we have a little amount of time. Now, by the way, you said you have 430 rooms that you contracted with the hotel. How many of them were actually sold? How many people have to get reimbursed? Is it 100 rooms? Is it 400? How many, how many rooms were sold? How many people have to be reimbursed? So um, it's a good question, and I cannot tell you I'm going to be able to give you the exact numbers right now. But approximately know, is it 100 is it 150 know, I, no, I i do know i do know that wednesday afternoon when we were already you know clear that this is not happening every room that was sold the week that particular week which was mind you a very large number because you see just give me a number i, I would let's not i remember let's not get hung up yeah, just give I, me a I, number I, you're asking a question that i'm asking a question. question give me a, a rough I, number I, how many I, rooms I, are we I'm talking trying, about i'm trying to i'm trying to explain to you the nature because you're going to ask me how it came to that number so let me explain to you i'm not first give me the number here. and then let's we have other people want to get to a lot of phone calls. the phones are ringing off and too. i'm more than happy to do that but let me finish i'm just making a statement and there's a reason why i'm saying that also and i'll explain to you why so there are programs that we did in the past that we sold to larger families that booked six weeks in advance, three months in advance, and sometimes people booked already a year in advance, believe it or not. This program was more designed for, you know, the senior citizens or couples or with the smaller families. We didn't have a lot of this larger families, which is very interesting because if I, I listened a little bit to last week, uh, um, whatever episode, and you had Mr. Cornblue there, Cornblue, whatever his name is, uh, say that he had uh, people with fifty thousand dollars, and 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 there were, he was making a number, making up numbers that didn't actually happen. Most of the people were only booking a room or two, and there were no such large numbers. But but, but you would know how many rooms were how many rooms were sold that you know so, about so because a week before Pesa. So 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 let's let's assume the number was two hundred and fifty. We gave back the money for everyone that booked that week unless they paid by Zelle, which went to the hotel. So anyone who gave credit cards or checks... But, but the process, Zelle doesn't go to the hotel. The Zelle goes to, you said before. It doesn't go to the hotel. So the night before, well, people uh, made money. People gave to, money. The night before what, the night before you canceled, people sent money to you via Zelle. Did you refund that money to the people? No, that money went to the wire. Wait, but the, the, the next day you canceled the program. That, the next morning you canceled the program. No, no, no. They canceled it at 12.30 in the afternoon. The wires, there were still wires going on Wednesday morning. When I say Zelle payments, that, that they see the two types of different payments. And a customer pays by check or by credit card, it doesn't get processed right away. And we have the, we can reverse the charges. So, so the you're, saying you had, you're saying you had 250 rooms sold, right? It, by, the, by the time this happened, we were up to close to that number. Okay, but let's we take refunded, some. We refunded um, and gave back those credit cards that did not process yet and checks we did not which took place after you, after you canceled the program. You re, you returned the money after. Yes. So, so we not we, before, we but prior to that. Okay. Very no, good. Let, let, let's a, take some. Let me explain to you because it's going to be, give me a big. It's going to be a problem. People are going to say, "Why not me? Why them?" Yes. 
Let me explain to you. So you said so anybody that yeah. after the cutout, you made, said you made an announcement that you're canceling the program or the program has been canceled. So anybody that sent them money that was not processed, what you're saying is those got refunded. Correct. Whoever had sent us exactly. Even okay. even the so check that, that, that answer, Monday and Tuesday. An answer. That, it's answered. Let, if, one second. Whoever gave the check on Monday and Tuesday, and we had not deposited it yet, which was quite a large number, we did not deposit those checks. So what ended up happening is that only the wires and zells that were available liquid cash that we were able to use to pay the hotel immediately to get them off our back, those are the ones who got affected by it. Now. I just want to go back a second. Hold on, hold on. Let's take phone calls because we're almost out of time. Uh, and, before and, you take phone calls, zap, zap, zap. You have to let me take I, I, you, 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 you spent an hour and a half. You've been saying your thing. So let's let's take uh, some phone I'm calls. Not, I'm not, I'm you have sorry, 30 I, seconds. I, I, you have 30 zap, seconds. Zap, zap. Come on, 30 because seconds, now you're going to attend. I asked you a question, how many rooms? Okay. So you gave me an answer. Fine. You said 250 rooms is what you sold out of 430. You answered that question. Let's go to Queens, New York. Danny in Queens. You said you're giving giving me 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Take 30 seconds. Go ahead. Okay. Let's get the stopwatch. This is what I want to clear clear the air and, and 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 make everyone aware of. If you don't agree with what I have done in the past, if you came to my event and you didn't like something, if you're a vendor and I still had a balance with you. If you're a staff member that you didn't get paid in full or any claim you have, and even from this program, and you're convincing yourself that you now are entitled to go out and do what you have done so far and take advantage of the situation. Um, I want to tell you that, A, I'm sure I, you know by now, I don't have to tell you that it's wrong. I, I really pity you because this is not how you should be um, dealing with people who you disagree with. Um, anyone that wants to go to the entire, I never refused it, and I never. Uh, okay, you made that point. Right. So what that, you said that, was you that, had two hundred. Hold on, you that, had your thirty. That, you want that. the thirty second. Your thirty seconds are up. We have a lot of people I'm calling. Sorry, I wa- sorry, hold that, on, hold that, on. You, you made your point. Has she? You said you wanted thirty seconds. I gave you more. You had over a minute. We're going off on a tangent. I want to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to make this introduction. But I want to be clear before I take any phone call. What now, do you want to make that clear? The what? Thirty seconds. What do you make? If you're coming on the air, which you have done already, I believe with comments or posts or anything, and you think that you're doing the world a favor by uh, warning the world of the monster that uh, people are, should know, Hashi Goldstein, I want to tell you that I have enough people that are backing me, and I'm going to tell you one sentence. I'm going to let you go with that, and then you can take the phone calls. It's a funny line, but it's a true line. Uh, I think the comedian uh, Steve, Mar- Steve Harvey, as someone said it, he had someone approached him and said, "Your jokes are not funny and you're ugly." And he responded by saying, "America has over 300 million people. All I need are 700, 7 million people to believe in me, and I got it." My point to you is, as much as you're going to go and utilize this new trend of of social media and to justify or to calm your livers or whatever it is. I still have enough people who support me and believe in me. Good, and let's see. And we're going to give a chance no, if you support no, no, him no, or no, not. You know, okay. it's a, not hold okay. on. If you want to support, you're not. And okay. I'm, I'm basically speaking. You have to refund about 200, 250 people from what you said from the program. Okay. No. That's what you, if you had 200 rooms that you said 250 rooms were sold. Oh, 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 oh. I told you a lot of rooms we canceled out. And we didn't process their payment. You don't know that for how many rooms I have left. You said you had 250 rooms that you sold. And I, did, I, I also told you that a lot of the rooms that were sold the week of the event, 
of, of I'm sorry, of this uh, scam, we did not process their payment. Didn't I say that? And how many of uh, how many of that did you refund? How many rooms were canceled? Did you that you? Yeah, I, as I said, I said I, I told you I will not have the exact numbers for you because I don't have them the exact numbers. But I can tell you that there are many rooms that were not the rooms were not the paid rooms were not never charged and never paid for because we did not take the check okay. and deposit it and we did not. Okay, we're going around and we're we're, charged, we're, we're, we're let's refunded. take some phone calls. Danny has been waiting for I think over an hour. Danny and Queens, your question oh, wow. or comment? Go ahead, please. Get people waiting for over. <laughs> Go ahead, Danny. Are you there? Yeah, yeah. I'm. Yeah. Hey, I'm Hashi and, and Zev. Thank you so much for uh, hosting the show. So we supplied uh, Matsu to Hashi's program in 2022 and the year before in 2021, and um, he he paid us uh, finally for 2021. I'll tell you, there was a issue that at one point we weren't even going to get paid because um, he came up um, and told us that there was some scam with one of his investors and the credit cards that were being used to pay for the for all the vendors um and so it seemed a little dodgy at first and um we we eventually fought with him and and, and finally we we got paid for everything except for around 400 dollars um and then the next year we we went with him and uh, we supplied him matter again uh this was last year in 2022 and um up until now um, a year later, he still has he still owes us over sixteen thousand uh, dollars. We've been in contact with him um, for quite a while throughout the whole year to try and get the money, and um, he keeps telling us he has no money, he has no money, but he, he'll 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 definitely pay us as soon as, as soon as he has money after this program happens. You know, at this time of the year, and this program happens, and Hanukkah program happens, uh, as soon as money comes in, he he will definitely take take care of us. Um, but again, it's not only me. There's a lot of people that I know. Than um, other other vendors and personal people that I know personally who went. On, so you want on this so program. you want to, you want to know when you're getting reimbursed? Is that your question? Yeah. So so I you know I just want to know when when we can try and get some money for both me and and other personal people that I know are, are people work not only us providing you know products but like people who worked actual time and hours their own personal life came on this okay. program last year. And almost none of them, and so many people were not paid. So you want to know when you're going to get reimbursed. So I'm going to let the Heshi respond to you. Oh, as I said earlier, and I'll say it again, if you have a personal claim against me, okay, which it's possible, it's true, it's not true, maybe I have a counter claim, you don't know that unless you come with me to a base dining and say Heshi had made a Hanukkah program. And he probably why why are you so, uh, why you so Danny, open uh, Danny, 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 and Danny, encouraging basing proceedings? Danny, 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 when you spoke, if you, if you noticed, I didn't interrupt you. As painful as it was to listen to this, I did not interrupt you. Are you able to give me the same courtesy? Absolutely. He, he's going to listen to you, and then we're going to Thank move you. on. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. Go ahead, Tashi. Uh, so the point you want to make is? So, as I said earlier, if you disagreed with my payment um, procedure, if you want to call it, how I make payments, and if I paid, and if I didn't pay, um, A, you have all the right to call any local base then and have me meet you there and discuss that and see, A, do I really owe you the money? And if yes, how much of it? And C, okay, most importantly, if I owe it to you and I don't pay you, how can you go about it? Well, what you did now and go online, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt that you are right. In this case, let's say I owe you out of the 16, let's say I owe you some of it, maybe, maybe not, maybe yes. Is it the way to come online here and say, I have been trying to reach this guy and he has not responded? Is it okay for your partner who has been blasting on the YouTube uh, thing that money is owed to him to try to get your money? Is that a Yiddish way or not? You can consider yourself a from Jew 
at the same time, zero Yerushalayim and zero credibility. Now, you mentioned something as well in your comment that the first year, two years ago, um, prior to this last year event, that you were going to get paid, but you weren't going to get paid. There was a scammer. All that is true, and you know that as well. There was an individual who came on last week who made a very bold statement that he invested $700,000 in an event that never happened. He did not doesn't have $2 to his name. The guy is a mentally deranged person, but he managed to take a credit card from someone in Lakewood and convince him he's going to make mileage on his card, in addition to take from him $300,000 on some kind of a phony app, and the guy fell for it. I unfortunately ended up paying the bill because when he disputed the credit card, I had to go and come. You're up talking with the money, about you're talking about you're talking about Sinai Rubin. That's because you said yeah, mentioned yeah, and before. I, and I had to, and I had to defend and and was a dentator who actually held the card holder responsible because the card holder knew about it. So it's a whole conversation about it on his own. The guy lost, and he still went around bad mouthing me that I stole money. So you're, you're making you're making allegations about about him. Yeah, what, no, no, okay. A fact, a fact, a, no, okay. The so point being. The point being is that um, you got your money because I went and I fought with a credit card company to not, this, the dispute should not go through, and that's why you got paid that year. And anything that happened last yeah. year that you did. So, fin so finally, it's a 30 second. We're, we're, we're almost out of time. So, Hashi. I'm sorry, you asked the question. I have the right to answer. You have the right to answer within a short lot of time. I also mentioned that there are many vendors and many people. The fact of the matter is. Hello. Yes. Uh, so the, the point the, the point is, is that he so that let's has, be succinct. Has she? Let's be being very verbose and we're obfuscating. But here's the question for you: He wants to know when he's going to get reimbursed. Can you give if, him a timetable? Earlier, as I said to you earlier, if anyone has a dispute with another individual, it'll be for a dollar or for seven thousand dollars or fifteen thousand dollars. By him going online or using social media as a tool to try to get even or to try to bury the person, two things he's going to lose out. Number one, let's say he succeeds and I don't get to do another program, he will never see his money. He's just being stupid. If I, he doesn't succeed and I end up doing programs and I'm very successful, I will pay him anyway. What the only thing that he did to himself is gave up his life, his oil haba and what education is he showing what is he showing for his kids a new trend he, he wants to get paid on, on, which is okay. not unreasonable okay, he wants so, to get hold paid on, hold on. I, I, I have okay, a dispute so, with him wait, wait a second wait a second if i have a if two people disagree and just because you have a loud mouth and you can utilize youtube um, comments or or like this, some other punks on 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 on, on facebook and and just has you want you just say that you don't have the money you're going to take care of him that's all he wants to say you're going to take care of him because who's, who's okay who's hold on one right? second i what what at no point Yes, at no ahead. point in, in, at, at any time did we ever go to a base in or post anything on social media. So I'm not sure what you're talking about. We've actually been very mentioned with you. And my partner and I have both reached out to you on many occasions and tried to work with that throughout the whole year. You have promised, you, you have promised, one at a time. It's not me. It's not my, it's not me or my partner. My, maybe somebody else. Neither of us have done anything on social media. Okay. Second of all, you have promised throughout the year with all the programs you have run and, and, and do that you would take care of us. As soon as this program's over, I will take care of you. Money's Jenny, coming in. Money's I coming in. So we you, gave you the benefit on, of the doubt. You, we uh, gave you the benefit of the doubt and didn't go to Basin, didn't go anywhere else, didn't post nasty messages on social media because we, we had faith in you and we wanted to act like mentioned. But now a year later, we're still in the same boat and, and nothing's been taken care of. It's just empty promises. So again, you're claiming that I gave you promises. You're claiming that I owe you money. 
We have voice messages. We have WhatsApp. We have WhatsApp voice messages. Again, again, Danny, you know what? You know what? You know what? You know what's interesting about it? You ever heard the term Lama Yermia Gaim Ayah Lekacha? This is a, a place where Jews are fighting, and this is very interesting for a non for a Gentile to watch and say, look. The Jews have no class. They fight between each other. Watch the YouTube. Watch the Facebook. You're group. just answer. You're going that, off. That, the, that, you get, that, that, Hashi, that. you're going off on a tangent because of the fact that he just wants to know that you're going to try to come up with money for him. He wants all he wants to know. Anyway, yeah, I, I, we're going to have to move on. Uh, Danny, I hope like you get that. your money. Zev, yes, Zev, I, I get to say what I want, and in fact, I'm going to expose some of the pro, the, the comments how the low quality soil has fallen. Look, we're not. We're not getting so the right. We're going to take more phone calls. Oh, I, I get to do what I, I No, want no. To you don't get to do. I don't know why you're trying to stonewall. It was a simpler situation. Say I empathize with you. If I owe you money, I'm going to take you. I, I hope to take like care of it. That's all you have to do is say. Instead of being combative with him, like say he wasn't on social like media. He wasn't on social media. First of all, his partner was. Let's not go there. I would like to for Claudia Stroll, who not was not on Facebook and all these other garbage. Uh, you know social medias to see how Jews have taken a new low and they go on 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 on, on random sites post all the garbage in the world this guy didn't go on this guy like, did not go on sites he's just guy, calling you he's after you for a year wait or two a assu- wait a second it's not this guy it's right, not this person assuming he is right and I have a balance with him for five thousand dollars that I have a dispute with and by him coming on here he did a mitzvah why because this is the place for him to come for, ask for money. Did, isn't there a base in for that? You're justifying that behavior more than the guy who just posted here all kind of garbage and he considers himself a from Jew. You have to understand something that I'm a Rebbe and the meeting that we had, the internet asif or whatever it was called, he said, whoever has a smartphone, you should not do a shidduch with him. I felt the guy, we're going, I felt the going guy on the tangent. I want to talk about smartphones. I, I we're, we're, anyway, we're, we're moving on. All that, you have to do is Heshi is say that, to the fellow, I empathize that, with you. I'm going to that, try to give you your money. That, Let's not that, get into Val's comments. I'm, I'm not going to entertain garbage. He was not. He was not on. He was not on again, social media. Ask, You're going off on a tangent on this particular person. He came on air. I don't know how many people are watching it and how many people will be watching it. Apparently, a lot of Rabbanim called you and asked you to delete last year's YouTube. And and that's not true. Play. No, not and one Rav called me. You're making you you're going- making an allegation. Not one Rav called me about the lead. You wanted to censor those that didn't want you. Tried even last time to show you hang up you on people. Let the judge intervene. Here's the judge. Judge. Uh, I, I, Heshi, uh, I'm sure... In some capacity, you are a very enjoyable, redeeming, uh, honest. You obviously have a good grasp of halacha. You keep quoting different types of, uh, of piyutim and psukim. I, I want to ask you a different question. How do you think right now to Zev Brenner's viewership, to all the people who are listening and watching online, how do you think you're appearing right now? You think you're doing a good stupid. job? I was stupid to get on the show to begin no, with. No, that's not I'm the listening. question. Heshi, that's not the question. Right now, when, a, you, when, you're truth, combative, judge, when you're combative and adversarial and hostile, how do you think it's I want to explain to you something. It wasn't you or Zev that was uh, literally taken apart in front of millions of people, falsely accused by criminals, known criminals, and he's going to, of course, say that I'm stating baloney. All this is documented. If you Google Zablaki's names, you'll see a lot of people who he heard. These are known things. 
didn't happen she, to you. Why are you defending yourself by attacking other people? Just one second. Zeb, Zeb. Yeah, go ahead, Judge. Let me just say one, me just say one more thing. Heshi. It's now 2.06 in the morning. There are, I assume, a lot of people still listening. You know the one thing in the last three hours that no one has heard you say? I feel really badly for all those people that lost money. You haven't articulated that once. You've taken a very defensive posture. And that defensive posture became adversarial. How about you fall on the sword a little bit and you say, you know what? I went to a really nice program because somebody donated me uh, airline tickets and took my family. So Baruch Hashem, we had Yitzias Mitzrayim in whatever far-off country you went to, but there are a lot of people that ended up having a really bad Pesach on account of whatever it is, whether it was your fault or someone else's fault. How about you just communicate to them right now in an open forum and just say, even if you did nothing wrong, that you still feel badly and you want to apologize. Can you do that? Well, I'm going to answer you that. First of all, before I answer that, it's important that the viewers go on the screen a second, and that will help a lot understand. It sounds like this. This is a message that came to my wife, okay? Poor thing. I am so-and-so. I deleted it on purpose. My husband and I were among the husband's victims. Unfortunately, a thing or two about personality disorder. They do not go away. They only get worse. And this is how, this is, by the way, one of many messages. If you need help, I can put you in contact with many qualified professionals. Children are the carbon and divorce, but sometimes you have no choice. My own unsolicited advice to you, Henny, get as far as from with Russia as quickly as you can. I'm sorry to say that. This is what the new, uh, you know, Jewish era uh, from Jews in America are today. Now, and, and again, a lot of people are not happy. Please answer the judge's question. We're going off on a tangent. Let's answer the judge's question, please. Now, when a person gets attacked day and night from the day from the get-go. Whatever, by the way, all these documents I showed here online were available Actually, for everyone. you're doing a good job of being a congressman. You love to just, just talk with a lot of words without there ever being any responsiveness. I have to tell you, you are not I, a I, very responsive uh, person. Ask you a simple question. I don't want to hear I, about I, people that, that did uh, uh, improper things and communicating to your wife that she should do this, that, or the other thing. I don't want to hear about all the other people that have done Anything Lashon Hara, Rechilis, or otherwise. I'm talking about however many guests. If you had 250 rooms, maybe 500 guests, maybe there were three in a room, 750 guests. Talk to them for one minute instead of combatively with everybody else and just say, I, Heshi Goldstein, to the extent that I might have done something wrong, I am sorry. Are you able to do that? Well, you can't so do the that. A- the answer is I did that in an email to my customers. No, I no, no. See- Heshi, Heshi. Now, 2.09 a.m., okay? Tomorrow morning, I have to be up at 6 o'clock to, to uh, do a, uh, a different interview. Just say it. Just say it right now. So, okay, no problem. Here is my, here is my question to you. No, no question. I, you can't I, say it. Just say it. I, I, I heard you. <laughs> I heard you very loud and clear. For me to go and to apologize, okay, which is what you're alleging to say, I have to apologize to everyone that never got hurt. And there are many people. You only talked about uh, customers who pay. There are also uh, staff members who unfortunately had to go and make last-minute arrangements. And a lot of people got hurt. And I did say that to them in, sometimes in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a WhatsApp message or I call them or put it in an email. And for me to go and say, I'm sorry for what you went through again on air, is not a problem for me. The problem that I have is a guy that goes and takes himself very serious 
on a, a great kosher restaurant foodie, Mr. Kornblu, and says how I should have left an interview and how my video should be and enabled for people to go and give their take, and he still considered himself a from Jew. My problem is with people who have a dispute with me now have the right to come on air and say their side in the story and make themselves look like, oh, such innocent people, I am the monster. My problem is with someone who took pictures and videos of my family in South Africa because I did not hire him back after he created a situation for me seven, eight years ago. Remember, people are going to try to get even with a person that he has something happening to him. But and, you're and going afar from the, what they, the judge's they, question. The judge's question was just to wait, simply wait, apologize Eshi, to people Eshi, who feel say I feel me, bad. Listen to me. Judge. Eshi, I will tell you the answer to my question. It wasn't rhetorical. I really wanted to hear you before. You didn't answer that question either. I'm going to give you the answer to my first question in my second round here. How do you look right now to all the viewership and listening audience? Not good. Not okay. good. You sound okay. awful. You sound as if you are completely digressing, diverting, pushing off. You use whatever words you want. You're taking no ownership, no accountability, no culpability. You sound really bad. And I will say this as just advice. If indeed you want to continue in whatever business, Pesach programs, uh, delivering, uh, whatever, whatever you want to do, unless you want me to sign an order legally changing your name, I'm not sure you're going to be able to conduct business with the firm world any, anymore. I just think you should reconsider and right now listen to good guidance, have compassion, have a feeling of of uh, loss for those who were chisaron kiss. Say, I'm sorry. No more stories. Just say it. Wait a second. Wait a second. Who said, who said no one is get, everyone is getting back their money? Why do I have to apologize for making them lose money as they're not, they didn't lose? And, and that is why the listening audience, Zev Brenner, is going to make the determination I think they are, which is Heshi. You did a really bad job. I'm sorry. A really bad and, job. And I'm, so, and I'm sorry you feel that way. I really do. Oh, it's not how I feel. I am a very uh, able person to get the pulse of the room. I went on several mm -hmm. websites and forums mm -hmm. while I was listening. Their feedback is awful. And I mm -hmm. just, I hope that you have another opportunity to pursue other than catering in the kosher Pesach or other world. I just don't know what your future is going to be. Okay. And that's your opinion. And I appreciate you opinion. letting me know how you feel about it. That's my judgment. Okay, we're going to take some judgment. The point is, though, they haven't gotten the money back. So you, all you have to do, Heshi, is say, I feel bad for I empathize with you. I'm working hard to get your money back. I feel sorry that you had a ruined Pesach. But and they, that's all the judge, they, that's they all the judge wanted they, from they you. Heard, wait, wait, wait. Dad, they heard you already from me. They got an email from me. They got a follow-up email. And regardless of what the websites are claiming to be in order to make themselves important. Now, the fact that I have to sit here and defend myself against bullies like yourself and others, that doesn't make me a What bad makes person. him a bully? Makes, it, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Mr. Brenner. You have already lost many sponsors, as you probably may not know as of today. You don't okay. realize that you're, you're love PR. You're going to have another show next week where people are going to come up because you're looking for that. And that's okay. You never, some people sell their soul for a few dollars. And that's no different than an other guy going on a website and posting something negative for some attention. Guess what? He doesn't have to show his face. Nobody knows who it is. But he has, a, a, he has a disagrees with something. Oh, let me go and post and what I have to say for the world to see. We're trying to give you, we're trying to give you an opportunity, but you're you're taking advantage and trying to really just filibuster. That's the best word I can use, filibuster. But let's take some more phone calls. Um, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, I'm no longer interested in having any conversations with you. Good night, all. And again, I'm sorry <laughs> if anyone doesn't agree with me. 
or doesn't like what I have to say. I said it, and this is the last okay. time I'll be interviewed with Vaisak Renner. I'm sorry for the first time I did it. I came on to defend the, what he did to us. Well, but before you, before you go, yeah, here's, please, here's something. You just, a, you just said hello. He just hung up. You know, he attacked Sinai Rubin, who just uh, calling in. He actually been calling in a while ago. Sinai, you're there. You were just. I'm letting Heshi respond to you, but he doesn't. He just hung up the telephone, which I don't. I'm very surprised. Very surprised at that. But are you there? Okay, I guess uh, we'll 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 get him uh, in into there. But uh, we're going to take a short commercial. We're going to read some email, take some more of your phone calls, 212-769-1925. Before we break down, I want you to, you've been listening and you've been helping putting together this program. So I want to get your reaction to what you've been hearing for the last number of hours. Yeah, no, it's been a lot. Oh, yeah. I, think, uh, the, I think Judge, you know, Kirschbaum kind of summed it up in the sense that, you know, um, there needs to be accountability and there needs to be um some sincerity here, right? Regardless of what happened, I, you know, I think we're still trying to uncover what the the truth is, right? You know, and and I think he did agree to the lie detector test, uh, David. So that you know, we'll, we'll kind of see more there. But at the end of the day, right? I, I think that you know, whether it be all on these forums, right? Because I have my own forum, you know, Passover program reviews. Elon Kornblum has his forum, right? People have their opinions. People talk. And, you know, those forums are to get the truth out there, right, about programs, about food, about anything. And, you know, again, to everyone's defense there, whether you, you're, you have, you know, a forum or not, I mean, these people want to have a say and these people want to have um, an opinion. And I think that's, that's the validity here with what we're dealing with. You know, people have opinions out there. At the end of the day, the truth solves all, right, um, as, uh, as the judge has, has made reference to. So... Yeah, I think that, um, you know, we'll continue to undercover, uncover some stuff here. But, you know, at the end of the day, I hope the people, number one, number one, number one, number one thing, especially the fact that I've had a lot of conversations with people who have lost money, is I hope the people get the money back quickly. Um, I hope they get, they have a, a you know, a beautiful time on another PaySoft program the following year. And I hope they're uh, able to recover from this. That's the number one, you know, thing that I have here. Okay, we're speaking, and you, we had Heshi Rubin, not Heshi Rubin, Heshi Goldstein. He is the proprietor of Aria Hospitalities, and uh, he was here to answer questions about what happened to the money, the timeline, other programs. And he just hung up. He didn't like the way I guess the, the questions were going. But uh, the point is, though, people do want to be made whole. I have personally no personal view with Heshi Goldstein. He's making it personal. And even when the judge asked him a question, he's trying to make it personal. But here's a lot of people who are affected by this basic program that went belly up. They lost a lot of money. I know people, one person lost over 50 some thousand dollars. I spoke to that individual, the many other people. And they just want to know what's happening with, as far as getting the money back. And we try to get some answers for you tonight. And I'm not sure we got, were able to get the answers if we know more than we did at the beginning of the program. But Donnie Schwartz is with us, Passover Listings. And uh, and we appreciate the judge David Kirschman was with us as well. He's a former judge. He's now in private law practice. And we're going to be right back. We're going to take some more of your phone calls. If you're on the line, we're going to get to you. So please be patient. If you want to email Zev at TalkLineNetwork.com, our number is 212-769-1925. We're going to be right back. This is our expanded edition. We're going to be right back. Don't go away. Stay tuned. We're the people of the book, so where's yours? Have you ever wanted to write and publish your own book? 
Are you concerned that your family, friends, and colleagues will never know how you did all the great things in your life? I'm New York Times best-selling author Michael Levin, and books are my babies. My company, Jewish Leaders Books, writes and publishes books by Jewish leaders, people who lead in their companies, their communities, their synagogues, their philanthropies, and their families. We don't just write the book for you. We can publish your book on Amazon and provide Simon & Schuster distribution into Barnes & Nobles and even airport bookstores. We're working with Zev Brenner and TalkLine to bring our unique service to Zev's audience. Let your stories come to life with Jewish Leaders Books. Reach out to Zev today at 212-769-1925, extension 100, or email him at zevbrenner at gmail.com. And we'll see you on the bestseller list. Hi, this is Dove Tuzman. Tune in each Thursday night here on TalkLine Network to my show, Equal Footing, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern. It's live, call-in radio. We tackle controversial subjects with an open mind but a critical eye, from mental health issues to relationship problems to politics. Tune in each Thursday night, Equal Footing, with me, Dove Tuzman, here on the TalkLine Network. Pesach just ended, and I know that you're looking for real, honest reviews of how these Pesach programs actually were. And there's only one place to do that, and that's on PassoverListings.com and on the number one Facebook group out there called Passover Program Reviews. Check it out and provide comments and feedback, and enjoy. Paraflight, luxurious and private, our network of jets and helicopters provide stress-free corporate flights for discerning business owners and executives. Experience the Paraflight difference as we fly you from anywhere to anywhere, anytime. Call 844-538-1911, Jet and Helicopter Charters, 24-6 Dispatch Center, Domestic and International, Urgent Flights, Concierge Service, Ground Transportation, Gourmet Kosher Catering, Paraflight, we focus on your flights, you focus on your business. Call Sim Shane and the Paraflight team, toll free at 844-538-1911. Paraflight, 844-538-1911. Experience the Paraflight difference, 844-538-1911. And just want to mention that the show is sponsored tonight in part by Simcha Brodsky Music. Give him one, give him an opportunity to see what he's all about. You can find him on all the streaming and social media platforms. So that's Simcha Brodsky Music for great entertainment. With Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. And now, here's your host. We're back. Uh, we're taking your phone call. We have a lot of people waiting on the lines. We're going to get to you. We're going to take some of your email questions. And uh, Donnie Schwartz is with Passover Listings. Anything comprehensive dealing with Passover, he's the go-to guy. David Kirschblum is a former judge, and he's in private practice right now. And uh, he's represented people such as Puffy Combs, Al Pacino, Mick Jagger. He's also written decisions that have been affirmed by the New York State Appellate Division. And uh, let's take a call. Sinai Rubin was on last week. We wanted to put him together with Heshi. Heshi just hung up the phone uh, on us. Um, we wanted to have more of a conversation. But uh, you were on the air last week. In fact, uh, you were called a criminal by Heshi, and he, he alleged all kinds of situations. So I want you to address that and what your relationship with Heshi was and is, and you have a handle of what's going on. So welcome back. 
Hi, hi. Good to watch, Seth. How are you? Good to, uh, good to watch. All the listeners. Good to watch all the listeners. I mean, he kind of, uh, it, it, the interview kind of speaks for itself. It was kind of like watching the Prince Andrew um, interview. Um, it, it's kind of a little bit my fault the way this whole entire situation spiraled. Um, the program that I did with him a couple of years ago, that he claims uh, there were other investors, there's not one vendor, investor, staff member, customer um, that can make any, any allegations against me um, regarding that entire program. And the only reason, that was a program that I tailor-made myself. He claims that I uh, invited a bunch of people right before Yom Tif. Those people were all paid for. And there was no doubt in the entire program leading up to it. Not yeah, but, but he, not but he alleged not about the program that you took money <clears throat> from somebody else, diverted funds, and then he called you a criminal. Right, 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 right. So, so um, there, there, there are no other investors. And just to be clear, from anyone who's listening, that entire program was at my control, and there was nobody that had any say at all in the way I operated that which means that the entire hotel, the entire program that I designed, has she piggybacked off of. He invited, um, it gave him credibility, let's say with Robert Wallerstein, with Tor Anytime, uh, with Arnava. Um, and the next two years, he's never, this isn't a one-off thing. He's never actually created a pace-off program. I don't know if it was Donnie on the phone, but I know that there were a lot of staff members my year in 2021 that didn't get paid. That came to me afterwards. They were all made whole with their checks. Um, so I don't know exactly if uh, if uh, Donnie was one of those people that came to me. Well, but, can, can, uh, Don, can Donnie still go to you and get paid for his? Um, I think it's like sixteen thousand dollars. What he said, he's owed for the matzahs or whatever that he provided for the so, program. So I don't. That wasn't my program. You got paid for my program. There was no. There's nobody that. Could, there's no person that could come on and tell you that they didn't get paid for my program. I had over a thousand people there, and yes, I did a lot of chesed before, uh, before Yamtiv for different organizations, different people that didn't have anywhere to go. But that was already pre-planned. The food was already paid for. The hotel was already booked, and the registration itself was already done by my own staff and my own employees. So for Hashi to come on and insinuate there was any financial wrongdoing on my part is ludicrous. You see the way he deflects. Um, I happen to know what happened to the money this year because. I spoke to all the staff. I will challenge Hashi, and my investors put up $25,000 to go towards the victims. So for all of you listening out there, all Hashi has to do is to produce the transfers and to show that that's the reason why he didn't get the hotel, which means that assuming there is a breach of contract for, let's say, 250000 if he shows one more wire after that $70,000, um, I will give $25,000 to all of the victims that will go towards the victims. Hashi has been doing this for a very long time. And the reason why people ask, how come people didn't know about it beforehand? You know, he talks about Lashnar and Rechilas. He's been going on and spreading, you know, any person he has an issue with, he takes it very personal. He spreads personal things about them. And he comes on a public platform, right, expecting uh, you know, to, to, to be asked questions, but when he's asked those questions, he has no response at all. He has zero sympathy, like everybody heard. He has zero sympathy. He has zero accountability. It's almost sociopathic behavior. I mean, I've never really seen anything like this. Zero remorse for anything. You know, if he's had these programs, and he said it himself, 
the only possible way that anybody will get paid back, and everybody should listen to this, because the only possible way that anyone can get paid back is if he does other successful programs, which means that the first year that Mr. We're not going to say his name, but you know, all these investors are asking me to talk on their behalf, and all these customers are asking me to talk on their behalf. Um, from all the years that he's owed money to, he has a lien on his house, he has bankruptcy proceedings, he has zero assets to his name, and I want to make another thing public for everybody to know, that that money that people gave him on the week before and the days leading up to event, a lot of those checks were made out to a landscaping company. They were made out to other things. All of that money was diverted. For him to insinuate that on Wednesday, only the Zells, there was no wire transfer. $25,000, Mr. Goldstein, if you produce any wire transfer that was done after that date. So you're, that's all you're, you're providing the $25,000 so challenge. For anybody to make, uh, you know, it seem as if this this some kind of financial miscalculation, you know, I did the program. I know exactly how the program works. And to make believe like you're not in communication and your staff doesn't go down to the location and the food deliveries. I want to see um, one email communication that the hotel asked them regarding any food or any deliveries, anything after March 15th. He was a breach of contract right from the beginning. And he used that fake email and that fake $70,000 as a way to get more money out of people. So all those people out there, they should know that this wasn't a mistake and this was done intentionally. And Heshi knew for a long time. And another thing he claims about his, uh, deposits, I want to see a purchase order. Any distributor that sells meat that had any kind of uh, order that was expecting to be placed, forget about how much he paid. Any order that any distributor that will come on the air and say that they did it, $25,000. Actually, you're a pathological liar. How, let's, let's, not get into, let's not get into name calling over. You have, listen, you and him are not on the best of terms. You invested 700000 in this program? Is that what I, he did? For, uh, um, yes, it was seven hundred thousand dollars. Yes. Okay. And there's nobody. There's not an investor. There's nobody else that can lay claim to that money. I speak on behalf of all of them. There's not one other person that's going to come out and make one other allegation regarding that entire program that I threw. That has she piggybacked off her, That people think that he threw, and that's the reason why he went. He, he continued for two years because at every program where there's an investor behind the scenes that gets messed messed over. There's somebody that likes the event, and somebody calls him over to the side and says, you know what, um, I'll put a couple hundred thousand dollars in, and maybe we'll do an event together in the future. That's the reason why he got away with it for so long. And the reason why he said, he speaks about Lashonara and Achilles, that's the reason why people didn't go out and, you know, badmouth him beforehand, because at the end of the day, I knew this was going to happen. Everybody I knew knew, knew this was going to happen. I just didn't want people to get hurt. And I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to give him credit because I, uh, knowing him, I'm surprised he didn't wait till the last day, to be honest. I'm surprised he actually gave him a week. So you're, yeah, I mean, you so you're, so yeah, yeah, you're exactly. twenty. I have other people calling. Your $25,000 challenge is, is that if he answers these questions, you're going to give it to people who lost some of the people who lost money on the program. Right. Just the uh, showing wires that um, correspond to the amount of money missing from the contract and or a purchase order, either one of those, that a distributor will say that they are prepared to deliver and that the payments are made on time. And you know what? I spoke to the 
program director. I spoke to the babysitters. I spoke to people that were laid off two weeks before they were told to find another place. I spoke to the program director who told me that they were expecting 25 kids. I spoke to the Claridge Hotel. They were charging $59 a room for, uh, for you, could, you could have gotten a room for the entire Pesach for $59 a night. So any kind of insinuation that they rented it out or spring break, it's a slimy, sleazy place. And for him to go on and to say that there were cockroaches or whatever, I mean, he's been doing this for a long time. I mean, why would you, why would you admit to that? Why would you, why would you go on and say that your due diligence has led to you booking a hotel that, that actually broke the contract with you that hasn't been run properly, that there were bets, you know, that there were blood stains or the elevators didn't work. I mean, where's your due diligence? Why would you even go on and say that? Okay, so your challenge remains. We have a lot of people waiting. Sasan and Ruben, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you, sir. If you want to hold on, if people have any questions, I'll, I'll keep you on hold. But let's take some phone calls, <clears throat> and let's see. Let us go to Aryeh and Flatbush, okay? If not, I, let's go out in the Bronx. I believe it's uh, that Jake in the Bronx? Jake in the Bronx, are you there? Okay, if you're not there, let's go to Sam in New Jersey. Uh, Sam in New Jersey, are you there? Sam in New Jersey. Uh, go ahead, Sam, yes. Your uh, question or comment, go yes. Go ask my question right now? Yes, go ask your question. Oh, uh, um, I wanted to say that the biggest problem here is the wire. And um, when it comes down to the wire, um, there are a few ways of, you know, he would need to... Am I on the area? You're on the air. Go ahead. Make your point. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay, fine. So I first thing first, I want to say um, thank you for letting me be on the air. Um, I wanted to say that... Uh, sorry. I I actually work as an accountant. Just, just, just one second. I, I, I want to hear what you have to say. So you say you work as an accountant. Okay. I work as an accountant, and I do about uh, um, a lot of transactions, and we do many, many wires. And, you know, there are a few procedures that you need to do in order to send out a wire. You don't just send wires out. You know, when you get an email, first of all, the email that he showed us in this, in, in this, um, in, in this YouTube thing that we were doing in this podcast um, – was it just a separate email? He was, it wasn't linked to the actual... He didn't show the actual, uh, the actual wire. The actual Claridge Hotel. It was some random person sending an email. Yes, it looked like the Claridge Hotel, but he had, he had correspondence cor- from, from, from uh, Claridge Hotel before that. Why wasn't it linked from a different, course, uh, from a different um, email that, that they were sending? He should have thought that out. He, he, he didn't call to confirm. He was he, basically he was considered a Shia. He he was poshia with people's money. He just took people's money, and he just you know, and he sent the wire. Now he's just there all over the place. People see him. He's all over the place. So the point that you want you, the point that you want to make is he needed to, he needed to hire some sort of person to take care of his money. And not only that, he also said guilty of charge when it comes to his insurance. I've dealt with insurance claims before when it comes to taking out insurance. You know, if he doesn't do the due diligence, insurance would have never covered for the wire fraud. 
Well, actually, the way he, I spoke to some of the people, but actually, I spoke to some of the people. Actually, I spoke to some of the people who actually took out the insurance. By the way, and the two hundred fifty dollars he recommended does not cover if the operator or the hotel doesn't operate. It only covers you for if you, um, you know, if you get sick and you can't go on the program. That's all. It, that's all it covers you for. I don't know if you're aware of that. No, but but when he when with the first podcast he went and he said. Guilty as charged. He never he never took out insurance for uh, for himself. Correct. You Correct. Know? So when he said that, I can't. I thought to myself, Oh, okay, fine. He probably he probably didn't take insurance. But then I I realized there are other people who who um who who had wire fraud, but the insurance never and they took out insurance and the insurance never covered the the fraud, the wire fraud. And the reason they didn't cover the wire fraud is because. If they re- see that they, they ask you a bunch of questions and they ask you, did you do your due diligence before sending out the wire? And if you didn't, in, the insurance will not cover the, the, the what's it called, the, the fraud that happened. And he didn't do his due diligence. His accountant didn't do their due diligence. You have to see where the email is coming from. You have to call to verify. You have to make sure that it, it, it's the correct email address. You have to Google the Claridge Hotel, and see that the number in Google matches to the wire instructions, the phone number in the wire instructions. And if they don't match, you don't send the wire. There's so much you have to do before sending out a wire. You don't just go and send wires when, when, when someone emails you to send the wire. No, you made some good points. Anyway, thank you for your phone. You made some very good points. We appreciate that. You know what you're talking about. So thank you. You're welcome. For a living, I you know we do five hundred million dollars in transactions every single wow. month. Wow! And, and when I hear the way he was, you know, I feel bad for everybody who lost their money. I you know everybody's talking bad about him himself. But this the the actual fraud. Let's talk about the wire. And when you're talking about the wire, he was just negligent. You know, he wasn't an honest. He was negligent. He just. Sent the money. They sent the money. He went based off his, off wow. his accountant. And when I, he had some sort of little bookkeeper who just decided to send out the wire. You can't, de- you can't be able, be allowed to deal with money if you don't know how to deal with money. You know, if you go. And, anyway, and I, I appreciate you. We're out of time. We have a lot of just people. Just one there. second. Just one, one more second. Thirty seconds. Yeah. If you go to a bank, when you send out the wire, they ask you questions. Did you verify? Did you send it out? And not only that, when I verify, whenever I'm about to send out a wire, I call up to verify. But that's as I'm sending out the wire. I'm verifying the instructions because maybe I might actually put a number uh, a number wrong. Not only that, I also add another person to look at the wire while I'm sending the wire. They never did any of that. He didn't do any of that. He was just a negligent, and he really, really should should figure out what to do with the money. But now I'll also say one more thing. I don't really think he'll ever get the money back. I actually think maybe the best way to do it is to raise the money and just get give people back their money because I really feel bad for the people. Absolutely. Good, good suggestion. That may have to be done. But thank you for your phone call. Let me turn to Donnie Schwartz. Um, thank you for being here with us and, and all your efforts. I know you're, you're the place to go to for Passover listings. So I want to give you a, a, he really, really should, a, a thought should about what you, what's going on and the closing statement from your part. I know you have to go. 
Yeah, no, I mean, just, you know, I want to thank everybody that jumped on and was able to give their perspective as well. You know, I always, you know, recommend everybody, you know, when you're looking for Pesach, you know, you're looking for Shavuos program or Sukkot programs or Shoshana program, summer, winter, what, what, what have you. Always do your due diligence, I think, as everyone has mentioned on here. Um, you know, look at real reviews from people who've actually attended the program. Try to get as much information as possible. I think there's a lot of sources out there outside our platforms, whether it be the Facebook group that a lot of on password program reviews, but there's a lot of really good sources out there and always ask for references um, from real people who've been on the program. So um, I hope again, everyone gets their money back and there's you know, everyone's making good points and thanks. Thanks. Uh, thanks for, for having me on. Talk to you guys soon. Okay. So um, I appreciate that. And thank you for all your help, Donnie. And thank you. We're trying to shed some light and I hope everybody knows a little bit more than they do beforehand. Hopefully. And- <clears throat> okay, thank you, Donnie. Uh, Moshe, we're going to get to in just a moment. Right. So, Donnie, thank you, and hopefully we'll join you again on the air. Okay, let's go to Moshe. You have a question. For, uh, go ahead, Moshe. Yes, hello? Yes, you're on the air. Go ahead. I want to say that um, it's good that Heshi came back on the radio program tonight, Zev, because the emails that he show on the screen, I've been watching for two and a half, three hours, the Photoshop job, Photoshop job he did, cut and paste on uh, the email from Clarity.com was a bad job. Why? Because one of the emails from uh, Jeffrey Marshall at Clarity.com is in blue ink and underlined. Blue ink and underlined, the March um, 22nd, 2023 email. The other email from March 2nd is no blue ink and not underlined. So he couldn't even get the Photoshop job on the e- fake emails from Clarity.com, correct? He, he, he proved that he is uh, a criminal, not the victim, and uh, his wife is in it too. And he also told off the uh, Elon, um, Elon and his wife before Pesach. He called them up and cursed them out. And, and all, all Elon wanted to do is to help people get their money back. That's all he wanted. I know Elon. Elon's a good person. So, in fact, I wanted Elon to be on the show, but Heshi was adamant. To, he wouldn't even talk to him on the air. But um, but the fact is, though, that there has to be explanations. And the judge, you can chime in. Well, the judge made such a relevant, relevant... All you have to do is say, you know what, I feel bad for you. And all you have to do is say, I'm sorry, I'm trying to work and get your money back. That's what Judge Kirschbaum had said, which I thought was a very reasonable request. Right, Judge? Okay, Judge, are you there? Okay, but uh, Moshe, you made some some really, really good points, and I thank you for that. And thank you for being part of our show. Yes, and I am still here. Oh, and, go ahead, uh, Judge. I just want you, because oh, oh, I thought you made a very reasonable request to just say, I'm sorry, and I'm working very hard, and here's the steps that I'm taking to get your money. I haven't heard of any steps that he's making to try to get people their money back. And it's already two weeks after Pesach. There should be some progress. If you follow the fake report, if you follow the report saying you were scammed, you would get a response. You tell me. I, yeah, I, I found him, and I'm not a psychologist, but my partner's husband is. I actually sent him a text saying, what do you think? And he said, the guy is just not contrite. He's not apologetic. He's not appreciative of the people who unfortunately lost a lot of money. We, we would have just, if he really was on the side of Tzedek and on the side of, 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 if we were to take everything he says and to suggest he's right, everything is as he sees it. He still should feel badly for the people who lost all that money. As I said at the outset, people make that assumption that if you're going on a pace off program, you must be wealthy. You must have 
means to lose this money and still be able to carry on. But as you, Zev, and I saw, it's not always that way. Maybe in certain programs, to uh, the median uh, um, income is a very significant one. But there are programs that are there for the people who can't make Pesach because of sickness or elderly or, or otherwise. And for them to have lost all this money and this, this proprietor who had enough money to post in Jewish press and all the other forums, his advertising of the Claridge Hotel, he, he should, I, I, I'd like to say that he will think along the lines of how he appeared tonight and say, maybe I could have done a better job, but I don't think so. I think that there's a certain amount of ego and a certain amount of, uh, of unwillingness to just appreciate that he really, even if he's on the side of having done everything right, people got hurt here. And at least on that account, he should just apologize and he was unwilling to do so. No, and I think in the beginning he he realized you're really an impartial individual. Being a judge, you have to be show the partial you know, that not you're know, not partial. And then he turned on you at the end. All you said is just be empathetic, be sympathetic to people, which I thought was a well, very. I, I actually am hopeful. I, I texted also my law partner. I said we do have a lie detector service that we utilize. I'm happy to make sure that they're available on Wednesday. I doubt he's going to uh, show I hope up. That he avails himself of that. I doubt he's going to show up. He's, not he's, he's certainly willing. If he's willing, I'm willing. And I'll pay the cost of the transcript. Okay. Those are just tuning. We're going to come back with our final stretch. We're looking at the Atlantic City Pesach program debacle. And you have an opportunity to chime in. 212-769-1925. Email zev at talklinenetwork.com. Zev at talklinenetwork.com. And uh, we have uh, Sinai Rubin is an investor who who says uh, that he has $700,000 invested in a past program, which he's trying to retrieve. And uh, we have the judge with us, uh, the judge who I thought was uh, did a great job asking some wonderful questions, Judge David A. Kirschblum, who was actually a former judge. He's in private practice. We're going to be right back. Don't go away. Stay tuned. You are listening to TalkLine Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network. The voice of the Jewish community. We're the people of the book, so where's yours? Have you ever wanted to write and publish your own book? Are you concerned that your family, friends, and colleagues will never know how you did all the great things in your life? I'm New York Times best-selling author Michael Levin, and books are my babies. My company, Jewish Leaders Books, writes and publishes books by Jewish leaders, people who lead in their companies, their communities, their synagogues, their philanthropies, and their families. We don't just write the book for you. We can publish your book on Amazon and provide Simon & Schuster distribution into Barnes & Nobles and even airport bookstores. We're working with Zev Brenner and TalkLine to bring our unique service to Zev's audience. Let your stories come to life with Jewish Leaders Books. Reach out to Zev today at 212-769-1925, extension 100, or email him at zevbrenner at gmail.com, and we'll see you on the bestseller list. Hey, this is Alan Dershowitz um, inviting you to tune into The Dersh Show, The Dersh Show, where we discuss the most important issues of the day. You know, The Dersh Show, all that's missing is the wits, and that's what I need you for, to provide the wits. We broadcast Monday through Thursday evenings at 11 p.m., courtesy of Rumble on WVIP 93.5 FM HD2, TalklineNetwork.com and our 24-hour listening line at 
793-0382. Please join us on The Dirt Show to really get a grasp of what's going on in our world today, and you'll hear it directly from me through my lens, which you know is always going to be your lens. So thank you. Are you interested in hosting your own radio show and podcast, or perhaps a TV program? Talkline Network can help you get on the air from one hour weekly to 24 hours a day. Ideal for ethnic, foreign language, medical, business, and religious broadcasting. We also have full-time radio stations for lease, as well as FM HD channels. For more information, please call 212-769-1925. That's 212-769-1925. Or email zevrenner at gmail.com. Paraflight, luxurious and private, our network of jets and helicopters provide stress-free corporate flights for discerning business owners and executives. Experience the Paraflight difference as we fly you from anywhere to anywhere, anytime. Call 844-538-1911. Jet and helicopter charters, 24-6 dispatch center, domestic and international, urgent flights, concierge service, ground transportation, gourmet kosher catering. Paraflight, we focus on your flights, you focus on your business. Call Sim Shane and the Paraflight team toll free at 844-538-1911. Paraflight, 844-538-1911. Experience the Paraflight difference, 844-538-1911. You're listening to Talk Line with Zeb Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. And now, here's your host. There's only one place to do that, and that's on Passover listening. Okay, we're back. Our final stretch to Judge David Kirschman, former judge. He's a private law practice, and he's giving us some practical advice for how to deal with scams. And Sinai Rubin was a partner with Heshi Goldstein in the past programs, and uh, he is alleging he's owed over $700,000. We're going to take some more phone calls, too. Let's go to, I believe it's Chaim in Brooklyn. Chaim in Brooklyn. Go ahead, Chaim in Brooklyn. you have a question or comment? Yeah, hi. Am I live on there? You're live on there. What's your question or comment? Okay, so I think this is a complicated um, issue that's getting more complicated, but can we simplify it and just tr- directly speak to two people, either the Claridge Hotel or actually a, a, a performer, a rabbi, who somebody was supposed to attend and see if there was actually a full event being um, organized, they had contracts in place. Um, let's see the legit- legitimacy of actually on the hotel side and on the on the performing performers and the the rabbinical side that was supposed to come to the event. I so think Sinai. Lot. I think Sinai has some information about that, right, Sinai? Yeah. So I actually have spoken to Claridge Hotel. The Claridge Hotel confirmed that uh, that actually was in breach of contract um, due to litigation that they have against him. That they are taking him to court. Um, they can't provi- provide specifics, but they did confirm that there was no conference. That there was no convention. They didn't rent it out to anybody else. And the rooms were dirt cheap available. Um, as far as that, we, they actually did speak to the FBI. Messi's, uh, um, you know, claimed that he announced a certain friend of his who put him in contact. FBI is not a concierge service. You go and file a claim, and whatever jurisdiction they assigned the agent, and whatever resources the other agent had, you know. So I did speak to the FBI, and there has never been a claim filed by Hashi Goldstein alleging any kind of fraud. 
So Bilal is not going to talk, but they did confirm that he was in breach of contract. We do have the payments that he actually made to the hotel, um, but it's nowhere near the amount of money that was taken from victims as late as Wednesday. That that money was diverted, and the money was never sent anywhere besides to Ashley's family and friends. And there were checks and zells made out, um, not to the program directly, and to other um, other uh, corporations or, or accounts. Anyway, thank you for your question. We appreciate that. Let me turn to the judge, and let me ask you... Um, what legal recourse do people have that were on this program? Judge, you have to unmute your microphone. I apologize. It's difficult to gauge. Uh, certainly anybody who has uh, has been uh, faced with this, they're certainly free to call my office. Uh, I can say it now or at a different point in time, 516-545-0059. It really depends. If they have a contract, uh, then you can try and enforce the contract. Um, if they don't have a contract, well, in New York State, there's something called the statute of frauds that you do need to reduce things in writing to be enforceable. Um, and then when it comes to the Bayesden, they it would seem would have a recourse when it comes to the Bayesden. Uh, but unfortunately, I don't even like uh, for traveling purposes to secure insurance, uh, but those insurances oftentimes find loopholes to not enforce. Uh, but I would suggest that anybody who faced this uh, would get, give me a call in my office. I'm happy to help. Um, Let's give out your phone number, too, for your office. Yes, 516-545-0059. They could also reach me by email. David, D-A-V-I-D, the at sign. K is in Kentucky. T is in Thomas. Lawgroup.com. David at ktlawgroup.com. And I hope that uh, people will have the recourse. I, I just I don't want to say no or it won't happen. I just I, I Unfortunately, this is just, I think it's a real good learning lesson. As I said, a Musar Haskell is just, just be diligent, do your due diligence, do everything that you can with Better Business Bureau online. And, and when you retain someone's services, just get recommendations. Um, it's just unfortunate. It really is. And I feel very badly for those who, uh, who uh, faced all that financial. Uh, Judge, loss. I want to squeeze in one or two more phone calls. Let's sure. go to Baruch in New Jersey. Baruch in New Jersey, your question or comment. Go ahead. Hey, Zev. Hi, how are you? First of all, I just want to say it's really a pleasure speaking to you. Um, you know, I, I've been listening to you for, for years, uh, you know, since, uh, since, since as long as I can remember, I've actually been listening to you. So it's truly an honor to, to be speaking with you tonight. Um, you know, I, I just want you. to say for, for, this, for, you know, for this guy to besmirch you and, and your name and, you know, everything, uh, you know, you've only, you've been completely courteous to him. You've been completely kind to him given him chances to speak and all he's been doing is is he's been blaming you he's been blaming Kalali Shaw been blaming the judge like dude get a grip okay we all see right through your scam we all see that you're obfuscating we all see that you did wrong and you refuse to apologize you refuse to you know say you're sorry to the victims you you ruined Yamta for so many people and instead you're blaming the victims you're blaming the actual people that you've uh you know that you victimized so, sir, shame on you. Shame for for bringing you know an embarrassment to the community because the only chilul Hashem that's been created is by you, by nobody else. Everyone just did you know they paid money for what you advertised for, and you were you didn't come through. And instead of you know instead of apologizing, instead of saying you know hopefully this will never happen again and you'll learn from this, um, you know you, you blame people instead. So no. you're really the only person here to blame. You know. And, and we're just listening for an explanation, and you refuse to provide any of it. You did a terrible job of presenting yourself, and you've just made the biggest call. But, you know, to, for you to bash Zev and for you to bash, bash the judge, and 
to bash all of Amishal who've seen what you've done, that, you know, that's, that's shame on you. You really should be ashamed. And well, listen, I, 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 thank, I agree with you because all he had to do was say, listen, I feel bad. And to be honest with you, if, if he sold only 200 rooms and out of 430, that's less than half, okay? Yeah. So it could be he didn't have enough of, of a commitment from people to do the program. He advertised. No. All he had to do was say, it didn't work out, I'm sorry. And people, even yeah. more so, instead yeah. of all these stories with scamming, this, that, all he had to do was yeah. just be straightforward. I, I listened to your radio show with an open mind. You know, I wanted to give this guy a chance. I wanted to say, hey, you know, uh, you know, let's hear, let's hear his side of the story. And instead, all I got was BS, you know? I just got lies and obfuscating and you know, pushing, you know, play, blaming victims, blaming other people, blaming, blaming staff, blaming this, blaming that. He blamed every single person but himself. He blamed every, like, wherever he could point. He even blamed the call as a whole for trying to hold him accountable and, or for trying to listen to, you know, to his explanation because some, some person wrote to him an angry letter. We, we try, we try to give him a forum where he could have used it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, and then for, and for, for him to, for him to bash you, Zeb, you, you, you've really, you know, you've had so many great interviews through the years, really. Like, you know, like, oh, I remember this, the Turi Tarta guy who was extremely anti-Israel his whole life, and you made him to become, you know, some, somewhat of a mensch. You, you got him to be, you know, to see the reality. You, you always provide people with, a, you know, with a, with a platform, with a microphone to say their case. You know, and, and for him to bash you is unacceptable. Zev, you have our full support. The judge uh, uh, thank you. I appreciate you. Good call. Keep on listening, and thank yeah. you for your good call. Thank you. Okay, you're on the air. Where are you calling from? Your first name, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm Shia from New Jersey. Go ahead, Shia. Your question or comment? So here's my question. I mean, we all see right through this. It is what it is. So at this point, no one's getting any money back. It's from the way the average person sees this. There's no money there. There's no assets. And we've been through this. No one's getting money back. And like someone said, I thought it was actually pretty funny, but it may be the truth. A GoFundMe page, something like that. What's our agenda now at this point? Well, by the way, you raise a very good point. If somebody wants to do a good... Why are we continuing to bury him? It's not a question of burying him. Let me me, me say this. I got a text from Heshi a couple days ago saying he wants to come on the program. Okay, so I said, fine, he's willing. And we spoke and we'd be willing to, you know, to talk about the situation. And and I said from the get go, give me a timeline. Let's get into the nitty gritty. But he tried to manipulate and try to get things going and didn't really answer most of the questions. All he had to do is that means that means that we're at a dead end. Okay, exactly. And by the way, your idea, people want to do a GoFundMe page or raise money to do it. Get the money, but why? Why are we? I think at this point, it, it, I'm, I'm afraid. You know, he wanted to be on, and we gave, the, we gave him the gave him, we gave him the opportunity to be on. He, he gave him the opportunity. So now at this point, like, so we'll decide okay. what we're going to do with the future. But anyway, thank you for your for good phone yeah. call. Well, you're going to be the last caller for the evening, I believe. It's Shmuel. Go ahead, Shmuel. Yes. Am you, I on? Yes. Quick question or comment. Almost out of time. Oh, hey. Um, so, uh, if anybody is actually curious, if you, uh, this is going to obviously be on YouTube, and if you, uh, Zev, if you have the Google Meet version of this, um, you can actually see as he is portraying his emails, he's flicking through different uh, chains. He was actually in, he was actually in breach of contract uh, uh, January 27th. The hotel had sent him an email uh, stating, and I'll quote what they wrote to him. Thanks for sending. Please also send me as we discuss your updated proposed payment schedule moving forward so I can run it by management for approval since you are currently in breach of contract. So this breach of contract, he actually started a breach of contract with the hotel about two months or a month and a half prior to this whole thing going down. People should take a look. 
Anyway, the, the good point, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll take a look at it. And the fact is, though, it's a week before Pesach, <clears throat> and he has only, not even halfway full from his commitment, and that might be the real reason why the program failed. But anyway, thank you for your phone call. Judge, let's give out that. I want to thank you for joining. Really provide a lot of balance to the program tonight. And if people want to get in touch with you, how can they do so? Uh, they can reach me either at my office phone number, 516-545-0059. Uh, we have a practice that specializes in two areas of law, uh, elder law, Medicaid planning, trust and estates, probate administration. And being that I am a jurist or a former jurist of the New York State Unified Court System Family Court, uh, I do, when I, when I am contracted in a, a case that really needs tzedek uh, in matrimonial, um, divorces, custody, child support, spousal support, orders of protection, things of that nature. We're based in West Hempstead, but we practice in all of New York City as well as Westchester County, Nassau, and Suffolk. Thank you very much. Thank you. We're going to have you back again. Thank you, Judge. Thank you, Sinai Rubin, for being with us. I'm so, sorry that you yeah, have 25000 left. Yes. Uh, yeah, I just like to thank you, thank you, the judge. Um, I know that a lot of the uh, customers, uh, Elon, you know, I'm sure they would love to get in touch with the judge. Uh, and we'll make sure we're, 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 we're out of time, Sonny. So I want to say thank you. And, and yeah, I thank you.